0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the Paddock Blues Podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash paddock blues, or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and up the toffees. Hello, and welcome to
2: the Paddock Blues Podcast. I'm Jamie, and today I'm joined by Paul and a very special guest in Andy. You okay, mate?
0: Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Jay. How
2: are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, thanks very really well. Paul, I'm not really bothered. Oh, you are, actually. Oh, no, strange. you're
1: not bothered about me. I'm, I'm yeah. sound anyway. Thanks for asking.
2: All right, all right. Move on from you. Uh, yeah,
1: still, no, still, no. Support Ever- still support Everton. So no, not I'm, really. Not
2: yeah. really. How, how well can you be? No, no.
1: Um,
2: but before we've got a podcast, obviously, we're going to talk about Everton and what's happened this week and what the next two weeks I'll start the Premier League season. But before we do that, Andy's gonna go through a bit of an initiation, which yeah. we always do. Um we all have to
1: go through it, so you, We all have, to, have go to go through, through We it. all have to
2: answer the same question and I hope you're ready. But why Everton? Uh short answer or long answer. Um short one my dad was
0: a Evertonian um he he's not a scouter, he was, he's from Blackrod, which is just outside Bolton. And where he was, wasn't really into football when he was a kid, but when he was 12, the first FA Cup final, Everton West Brom in 1968, first one, that first FA Cup final in colour on TV. Uh, and obviously back then, it was an event, it was from, obviously, it was almost as soon as you put the TV on in the morning, it was 12 hours coverage all day, the build-up and stuff. Uh, and he just decided that he was going to support the blue team. Um, and then, from there, he kind of like he fell in love with with Everton. His dad then started taking him to games, and he fell in love with the football club. Fell in love with the people. Fell in love with Goodison Park. Uh, and then he was a a season ticket holder for about twenty years um, until he had uh, me and my sister really. Uh, and then I I then fell in love with the football during the nineteen ninety World Cup. Um, and like, obviously when that all finished, like then that's when my dad told me there was obviously something else, club football, Everton. So I spent, that was it, I was hooked then. I spent six weeks watching videos of Bob Latchford, Duncan McKenzie, Mick Lyons, David Thomas, like Bob Latchford was one of my dad's absolute heroes. And that was it then, I was uh, I was hooked and yeah, never really thought anything of it. It's, uh, it's mad really because... Like I, I grew up um, just outside Oxford in a place called Newbury, and I was like bit, obviously the, the only Everton fan, and I lived in Everton gear, you know, like whether it's official tops or just dodgy tops that you you could like get at the time. Uh, and I used to get like loads of powers for it, but I didn't care. I just loved Everton, um, but I never really realised it was an issue supporting somebody with a different accent <laughs> until <laughs> until I, like, I got to about eighteen, nineteen, and then obviously with social media and stuff, people love to jump on it. But yeah, like. I finally Everton when I was six years old. I didn't realise it was going to upset someone from Liverpool. Fanning Birkenhead you know, twenty-five years later, mate. so yeah, I'm, I'm all right Yeah, I it. think
1: I think it's just users to stick to it. People with this Wall Shelton stuff. I don't get the, it. More than, the more the merrier for me. Like I'm, you know, it takes yeah. a special kind of person to actually want to support Everton. So the more the merrier. But you were telling me off camera uh, that you're actually named after an Everton player. Do you want to tell us that one?
0: Yeah, so yeah, well, I was, I was born on the 19th of May, 1984, which is the day Everton beat Watford 2-0 to win the FA Cup final. So before I was born, if I was going to be a boy, because I obviously didn't know back then, uh, the plan was I was going to be called Robert, uh, Robert Smith after Bob Latchford. Um, but then my dad's kind of new hero at the time was Andy Gray, and then he scored, mm-hmm. obviously, in the FA Cup final. So, so yeah, so it was changed to uh, Andrew Smith, uh, yeah, and then Andy. So here I
2: am. I thought it was going to be Andy Johnson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, mate. It's because I look so young, I know, mate. But yeah, no, yeah, um, that's, that's just it. a L'Oreal, mate. Unfortunately, I'm 39 plus.
1: But did... may just me say, listen, Jay, look, I'm I'm still the oldest, by the way. We discussed no, that's this on going to take camera. some beating, that. Yeah, I'm still the oldest, just by about three months, three or four months, I think. But, is that the first question you asked them? How old yeah, it? Is, yeah. We're getting closer, though. all. We're, we're trying to find people the same age as me, so. Yeah. But Welcome to it, the club, lad.
2: Yeah, but do you know where you where you're from, and obviously you were saying again off camera that you've moved a lot. Um, do you find that it when you, it is harder to be an Evertonian out of the city, or is it easier a little bit? Because you've just had um, there, you get get you know, get it with the stick of being a wolf. Which me and Paul, you know, we we've, we've said for the, we've always said we don't get. You know, if, if you love Everton, it doesn't matter where about in the not- world you live.
0: Yeah, it, not not at all, me. I mean, I've 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 been called out twice in it by Evertonians. One was really upset about it when I was at a game, and another kind of called me out of it. I was actually in um, in a pub near Wembley before we were playing uh, Man United in the semi final when Lukaku missed the penalty. Mm-hmm. It was like like a little bit aggressive at first, and then I kind of I kind of did like a bit of an explanation as to why I was an Evertonian. And like by the end of it, he was like, "Fucking, hell, actually, it's fucking, it's harder work for you than it is for me <laughs> to, to be an but Everton did, you, fan.
1: did he just kick off on you because of the way you spoke? Just my accent, yeah. Wow, oh my, how ridiculous stuff! But
0: bro? mate, I've I've been watching Everton like I say. Um, when I grew up down south, I used to go to all the all, all the games that were down south, all the London games, Southampton places like that. And then when I moved back when I was eighteen, I got a season ticket straight away. I had one for eight years. Um, I. I I think I told you yesterday, Paul, I gave it up because I had a job where I was selling cars and I had to work weekends because that's where you make your money. Um, and obviously, since now, I, I do do shift work still, but most of my weekends are free. I've been on the waiting list for five years. So, touch woods when we go to Bramley Moor, obviously, with the extra season tickets, hopefully that'll open up and I'll, I'll be back there. But I still get to, you know, between half and two thirds of the home games every season, just pick up tickets where I can. Like, I've got a lot yeah. of friends, obviously, who turn in season ticket holders. If they can't go, they just drop us a message saying, "Do you want my ticket?" So,
2: yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But the, we were saying, um, and I did. I am going to ask you about this because it still sort of haunts me, and I know it haunts Paul. But the last game that we had at Goodison, probably to be honest, it's, it's the biggest game I've ever been to. I know we've got we've had FA Cup finals and stuff, but yeah, you'd enjoy FA Cup finals. There was no pass, there was no enjoyment in any part of that game. But it's still probably the biggest game I've been to. Yeah, what was what was sort of your day, if you like, of that game it was, because it still lives with me. Yeah, but we're, it all
1: was, still, we're, uh, we're all still a bit we're all still a bit scarred for we, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Like,
0: yeah, it, it was a bit of a strange day for me, really. Because basically, I've got um, a friend who lives in America, Evertonian, he's, he's an, an American, anyway. I'm um, like. Uh, we speak every we speak every other day and stuff. And um, he's got two kids. One's called Leighton and one's called Coleman. Um, <laughs> That's so yeah, really? really, yeah, yeah. Honestly, wow. and wow. uh, Layton sticks now. And I've never met him before. I don't, but we speak all the time on Facetime and stuff. And he calls me Uncle Absolutely legend of a little kid. Absolutely like adores Everton. Anyway, his first game was Everton Bournemouth, and they were flying over from America. Now I was I got the training, and met him first thing Sunday morning. But because I was so buzzing, because so I've not seen Brandon since before COVID, the first time I was meeting Leighton, I was just buzzing to like, kind yeah. of like see those guys. So we met up, we went into town, went to El Bay, had a few cocktails, uh, and then we got up to the ground early. Uh, I know one of the stewards at the park, and so he'd arranged for Leighton to go pitch side before like, the stands properly opened and have his pictures taken. Like like Obviously, he was made up. And then, obviously, over to the Wilmslow, a few more beers. And then, uh, obviously they wanted to get in early, they were in the family enclosure, but I was sat on my own in the park end, so I've gone into the ground an hour and a half before, and that was the first time I thought about it, like yeah. the whole day, because I had other things going on and I, like, obviously I, I wasn't looking at myself in the mirror, but I imagine I just went white, um, I, had, <laughs> I had five pints in 40 minutes like, and I was like, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm, not <laughs> I'm not someone, like I can, I can put my beer away, but not like that but I just couldn't calm down I was just like I was on my own. Like I ended up talking like they must have I was the right way there because I was just talking to like random people like on the concourse. So I just had all this nervous energy to get rid yeah. of, and then watching the game was just a bag of nerves. And like when the Corey scored, like I was like buzzing like so much stuff came out of me. And I was thinking when it got to full time, I'd be so happy, but I wasn't. I was just empty, like emotionally drained. Obviously, I was buzzing, we stayed up and stuff, but I had nothing. I had nothing in me to like go out and celebrate. I had just it had completely just emptied all my emotions out of me um and I was just like you know I used to I used to moan about having a few years finishing you know between 10 and 12 and I, I was like I even thought then not that I wanted it but I thought well at least if you had a relegation scrap, you'd have something to you know <laughs> something that you're, you're emotionally involved in but nah two years in a row mate no
2: give me 12th place this season
0: absolutely
1: oh, yeah, nothing I'll going that. on I'll start accident, a, a boring season will do for me Like,
2: yeah well, I mean it was. it's just a, it's just what we need I
1: think we but need it, was, it at well. the sorry it, at the end of the final whistle it was a case of I mean a lot of people we were all there that they did celebrate but there was nothing to be celebrated and I understand where you're coming from it's sort of like we were drained because of what had happened but the realisation of what, why are we actually here hits us straight away it will hit me straight away this is just it can't happen again <clears throat> And I was upset, no, and was, I was I was angry more than anything else. To be honest with you,
0: yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. I I think it was just just awful, like what what it puts you through. I mean, people can say it's only a game of football, and I get that sometimes, but it does think you know with anything that's really emotional, it does think you that you can't control, like you know how your body reacts to it and stuff. So, but yeah, you know, but I, as I said to Paul, I'm 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 normally very positive in kind of everything even when it comes to Everton so you know we've got a new season starting now so we'll get
3: that Yeah, of you yeah Andy get always
1: calms get it, always you. calms me down on Twitter and he can sense when when I'm starting to go under and he starts to pick me up because you have been friends yeah, on Twitter for a while like and he does try his best but you'll, you'll soon realise that it's futile there's no point just let everyone, me just, yeah.
2: everyone else just yeah. has to be on the coach. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no Andy listen Thanks very much for that. Um, Yeah, there's no you there, mate, and uh, I'm really looking forward to doing this with you now. But we will talk about Everton in a recent sort of capacity. And Paul, I'll just move on to you. We've been. I don't know whether he signed yet or he's medical. I don't know. Everton, no one knows. But yeah, use of chair,
1: Well done, mate.
2: Thanks. Is um, (laughs) I practice that all day. (laughs) Is <laughs> it looks like it's done, doesn't it? I don't think he I don't think he's done a medical yet, I'm yeah. not sure. Um, but he's apparently packed his belongings at Sport Lisbon's Academy, everything else. And just watch your initial of that. Well when he got linked it was a shock, wasn't it? But if he sort of sat down and gone, why not?
1: Yeah, no, it's come out of nowhere, that rumour, hasn't it? That's um you know, I think we're always complaining as fans that we just seem to go for the tried and tested and Premier League proven and I think we're all worried when you see Alice Sims and that going out the door, and you think, oh, "Where's the youth?" Well, obviously the scouts are out there, and they've looked at the data and the analytics, and they've come up with this kid. And listen, I'll have that all day. Me, if they've if they've recognised a player who can come in with that profile, yeah. it sounds like he's a similar type of profile as calvert Lewin. Which you know, it's fine. A young understudy to him. let's hope he's not as injured as him. But yeah, no, I'm happy with that. It's it shows you that the scouts are scouting and that's all we can ask for. And I think Everton say, the reason he's not here is Everton won't pay for a flight for him. He'll just say, get on the, the plane. <laughs> get on the, the plane sport. with the rest of the sport team see him we'll sort <laughs> of medical out. But oh, no, yeah. listen, it's, it's an encouraging enough. signing for me. That, But I just I just think, as fans, we uh, we need to be patient. I don't think we can expect him to come in and just light it up for us straight away. He's going to need some time to settle. He's a young kid coming to a new country in a... In a team that is really struggling with a fan base that are all over the place, you going to need time.
2: Yeah. But, Andy, well, I'll just move, come to you for your, your thoughts on uh, Yusuf Trimity. I did that again. Um, he, I oh, mean, babe. he scored, thanks, he scored, uh, played 22 games last season for Sporting Lisbon. He scored three goals. I've seen people go, oh, that's not what, that, that, and just totally overreact. Is that a concern or is that something you just go, well, you know what, I'm not really bothered about that. It's what he does in the blue shirt.
0: No, it's not a concern So I mean, that, um, that Hoyland who's signing for United tomorrow, I think when he made his debut for whichever the first Scandinavian team he was playing at, he played 18 games, scored no goals. He then went to another Scandinavian team, had a good season there. I think he got 19-19, to, went to Switzerland, did well there, gone to Atlanta, done well there. Obviously, when he first broke in as an 18, 19-year-old kid, you know, no goals in 18 games. So I don't think that that record doesn't um worry me at all. Um touching on what Paul said, it does feel slightly better planning in the sense whether this kid's good or not, we obviously we need to wait and see. But if you're wanting to build a team around Dominic Calvert Lewin, who is six foot four, he's a certain frame, certain build, plays a certain way, if you're understudy to him when he gets injured is Neil Morpe, he's five foot seven, plays nothing like him then you have to reinvent the way that the whole team plays whereas if you yeah. bring in somebody in a, a very similar profile if Calvert Lewin isn't fit you're not having to redo everything else you're just asking somebody who's perhaps maybe not quite as good but has the same you know the same abilities of him so for me it makes sense to bring him in um as I was saying, I was always positive. I did say to Paul yesterday, though, like, he's the first guy I've watched on YouTube where I actually thought he looked rubbish. Because normally, <laughs> like, you know, even who you man the ass look like a well beater on there. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to judge him on a two-minute clip. I'll judge him what he does for... I think we it's as well, the like, you know,
1: we, we talk about kids. Now. We can't expect a kid to have a massive, brilliant, sorry, a brilliant goal-scoring record. I mean, I'm not comparing the two. Listen, if he turns out half as good as him, then we're on to a winner, but Cristiano Ronaldo has got a similar goal-scoring record for the same club. Mm-hmm. Now, would in yeah. 2003, with the United fans saying, "I oh, do bring this kid in. You should be happy with bringing potential in, that's what we want. We don't want constant journeyman football yeah. and players who are just going to keep us in the league. We want players to the future as well. And if you <laughs> didn't your the financial side of football, then he, if this kid does great for us in the next five years, you double your money on him or double your money on him, don't you? If that's yeah. the way you look at football. So... What do you think about it, Jay? How do you feel about it when it, when the news broke? Uh I was I think I put on Twitter, didn't I? If,
2: you know, if Brighton was signing this lad, we don't think he'd be the next, you know, in yeah. or someone or uh, the, the next Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah. Because we're signing him, it's oh, he's not good enough. Why are we signing and I think that's where we are as a fan base, don't get me wrong. If we were we're Brighton, where we'd all be at meet up with this kid. Right now we're very reactive, aren't we? If we need Haaland, we need such and such to come in. But we've got to give him time, we can't kill him. You know, if he plays 20 minutes against Fulham, he probably won't. Maybe he plays 20 minutes against Aston Villa. If he if his first touch isn't great, don't judge him on that. You know, don't instantly kill him because his first touch isn't great or his first shot goes off target. Just keep going with him, keep going with him. You know, he scored three goals, he scored two more than Leon Mopi. So, you know... <laughs> already winning. Yeah. I was thinking before when you said that as well, of casting the net out. Like yeah. We've gone out and got a Sporting Lisbon 19-year-old from Portugal. And why not? Because I know, I, I've seen people go, why didn't we get that Raul Jimenez? Well, he doesn't obviously shoot. And there's no money in Raul Jimenez. We need potential. We need somewhere that we can move on. Because really, if Calvin learns he plays, I know people go, that's a big if, but he will. This kid's coming in as an understudy. People don't. People forget that he's not coming in to start. He's coming in hopefully to learn from Newman. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. every and A gamble in it. Some, yeah, we could I just think anyone. the
1: fans. The, the fans are a bit too down sometimes on this, and I'm one to talk because I'm one of them. But people say, "Why would Sporting Lisbon let one of their top stars go to Everton?" Well, you can't look at it like that. Everton, Everton must have done a, a proper job on Sporting Lisbon and gone in there, scouted them, and negotiated the deal for them, and the deal's too good to turn down. Sometimes the club do, do things right, you get what I mean? Yeah. It's not a case of we're having a cast-off. It's a case of, you know, it's a player that we really want and we put everything we can into trying to get him and they're going to get him. So, I think they needed a bit of a round of applause for stuff like that. Well, what... Go,
2: on to... Go on, sorry, mate. I was going to say, but that's what sport in Lisbon
0: and a lot of clubs around Europe do is that they don't, they, they obviously, they want to compete in Europe and win their league, but they don't have the money that the Premier League has. Like, sport in Lisbon Uh, are always a selling club. But if a player reaches a certain level, they're getting sold. Like, do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. they might think, right, if we keep on to this kid for, say, the next two years, what's the best that we can get out of it if he hits his potential? 25 million quid? So they think right, we can get a deal now for fifteen, raise it to twenty million quid and he doesn't reach his potential, then we're win win. And if he does, we're not gonna have missed out on much. So no. I wouldn't look into it as to why are they selling him. That's it's the model that a lot of very good clubs in Europe have to do because they, they just don't have the money that that we do in this country.
3: Yeah.
2: I think as well, if no if you go through the The big three in Portugal, you've got Porto, Sport, Lisbon and Benfica. If you go through, probably making 11 of the the players, the youth players they've sold, that's gone on to do great things. There's some players in there and not a lot of them have gone for big money. You know, I think maybe Angel Di Maria is probably the one that you could argue, but it's not like, I don't know, I just think 20 million for them or for 18 million with add-ons, it could be be just a stroke of genius in
1: my opinion. Yeah. I guess it's, I think it's exciting to you know, me. I do. I mean, this—he could be a flop, but that's the chance you take on potential, isn't it? It could he, all be We're, flops, bring, we're, we're bringing potential, and he—he won't be the finished. He might be the finished article. not he? he might play the first game, score at and he's flying. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But just gotta be, we've got to be—we've got to be patient. But these kids <laughs> are just done. Well, we're not a very fa- patient fan base, and I understand why we're not. By the way, yes, yeah. we're all worried, yeah. and we're, we're sick. You know, relegation battles. But I think we're going after the
0: I I remember patient, when we signed kids. Maran Fellaini from uh, Standard the Age, like 15 million quid. And I, honestly, for the first 10, 12 games I watched him, I thought the only hope we've got here is that Stoke decided to buy him at the end of the season for 8 million quid and we wipe our feet. The game just passed him by. He just didn't look up to speed whatsoever. Then all of a sudden it clicked for him. It was fantastic for us. Yeah. So, you know a young player coming from a foreign country, just like don't even judge him on anything he does in the first six months. Just, just you know, whatever we get out of him is a bonus. And, you know, touch wood, he'll kick on and, and prove himself, you know, second half of the season and next season and beyond. But it's going to be, you know, a big adjustment for him. And, you know, just just, just, just hopefully we'll stick by him and, you know, with a few, uh, a few weeks left of the window, if they can get someone with more experience just to come in on a short-term deal as yeah. well to help in the forward options. That would be ideal.
1: Well, you know, what's going to be the, the pressure will be on him is if Everton and not scoring goals. And Calvert-Lewin is in and out the team and he's picking up knocks and nobody else can, can find a goal anywhere. And then this kid comes on and he doesn't do anything. And then the, the pressure starts piling on. And so we need the other players, the senior players to actually do a really good job so we can introduce this lad slowly into the team.
2: But, Paul, sorry, and I'll ask you this as well, Andy. Is this kid coming in to replace Neil Moe or replace Calvert-Lewin?
0: Uh, in my opinion, neither. I think he's, he's coming in to... I don't think he's coming in to start straight away, but as kind of touched upon before, I think he's there. If, you know, touch wood, we get a fully fit Calvert-Lewin, but if Calvert-Lewin does break down and he's out for a couple of months later in the season, you've got someone with the same profile as him so you don't have to rejig your entire team hmm. to then, you know, to work around a different style of player. You've got someone who's a, who's the same style, and it just gives them that. You know, I think he's someone who's, I think, ideally looking at it, if, you know, if the lad starts ten games and comes on in another fifteen to twenty this season, that's a, that's what I think Everton are looking at him to to bring to us. All yeah. being well,
1: that's the next stage of his development, isn't it? That is the next stage of his development basically. And you know, we've got seven subs, seven, is it nine subs? Seven subs. So he's gonna come on. Nine, it?
0: yeah. You can
1: make five, can't you? You can put five subs on. Yeah. So you know, if you bring in Chimiti on with twenty minutes to go in every game.
2: He's gonna, he's gonna, something's gonna happen, is
1: it? Yeah.
2: And, you know, like
0: obviously, I'm not, not criticizing the way Dice plays at all, because I, I, I actually quite like it. But, you know, if you're bringing on somebody with 15 minutes to go when you've got a 1-0 lead, Dice will like the fact he's six foot four, so he can come back and defend set pieces, like, you know, yeah. when we're defending a 1-0 lead with 5, 10 minutes to go as well. So um, even little things like that, obviously, you're not really looking at that when you're buying a player. But there are all added benefits that, you know, comes with having someone of his stature.
1: I think as well, but you've got to give a bit of credit to Kevin Telwell. He gets a lot of criticism. And it's Dan Perdy, I think that's his name. They've they've gone out and they've scouted this kid properly, looked at his his numbers, his analytics, and what he could be in the future. And they've pulled the trigger on him and decided to bring him in. Is where he doesn't sign, now, by the way. Oh, he's just going <laughs> to go him for about 10 minutes and he won't sign. But no, listen, I and think we've it's, all up, a, it's a we've good We've all time, got Twitter
0: after an hour, mate. We'll come off here and yeah, refresh yeah, it and be... To admit he's off to like West Ham or something, but
1: yeah. No. They can't win. Look, I need the club. Listen, we'll go into it later on. You know, we're we're very critical of the club, but you know, sign Janu, and centre forwards, or an Ashley Young, and they're criticised, and now they're going for at the other end of the spectrum, and they're getting criticised. So it's they can't win. Basically, not with everyone anyway. there's always going to be someone who's unhappy about it. Yeah,
2: but well, let's listen. Hopefully, he get get him through the door get them working, get them on the team and pitch with Dyson, and Carver doing and everyone else. Um, but we're just going to discuss a couple that I haven't signed. Listen the rumors within in the middle of the transfer season, uh, transfer window. we're always going to have them. Um, another one, I've practised this, by the way. We're going to talk about from Southampton, Seul Manor is linked, he's a winger on loan. Have I got that right?
1: Yeah, Sule Manor, yeah, you've got
2: that he is on loan as a winger. Now, I think he would be the one that replaces Gray. Might be wrong there, but I think if they get him through the door, they'd let Gray go. What well, what do you think of him? Because i got to be honest, I don't really know this lad and apparently he played for Southampton last season. Now, that's not me being arrogant and going, I don't watch Southampton, I, I don't. So I don't really know of him. Paul, have you got any sort of thing about this lad?
1: To be honest. With you. I know we scored against Liverpool and anyone who scores against him Liverpool in. is like you know that's what I mean. <laughs> but I know we were after him, were we in January? But I All think right. Southampton I think Southampton offered him more money. Or I just think it was a case of Everton didn't have we're never going to make a sign and he just kept his hanging on a little thread didn't he? Yeah. And we thought that he were going to make a sign and then he never but I think he again he fits the profile of this Dan Purdy. I think that's his name isn't it am I getting that wrong? I think his name's Dan Purdy and Kevin Telwell and yeah they've scouted him again and wanted to bring him in so it, I, it fills me with a bit of confidence that they're actually going back they must have like a list of players looking at and he must be higher on the list of you know potential transfers who could possibly come in and a alone yeah definitely well that's don't he when
2: he went back as well didn't he went back on yeah. him and he's obviously a bit of fits the profile um, Andy what's your thoughts on this lads from Southampton
3: uh, yeah but what, I watched him think... a few
0: times and he's... Oh, sorry, it went a bit funny there. Yeah, he's uh, he's absolutely rapid. Uh, when I saw him last season, he had a great game against Liverpool. Did he get two or three against them? I'm, I'm sure he... You got
1: he got at least two, met. didn't he, I think?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but as I was telling uh, Paul before, like, my head office is based in Bournemouth. Um, so I have to go down there once a week, every six weeks. And um, one of the lads down there I get on with, with, he's a Southampton fan. And he, he rates him a
3: lot. So... Yeah,
2: well, that I think that's it. That's why I always judge a transfer on. Me, personally, if you're signing a player and the team you're signing them from, if their fans are fuming, I always think that's a good sign. I don't know about YouTube, I always think, well, that's a good sign, that. Um,
1: yeah, yeah is, but... they don't want to see him go, do they? So yeah. it's like, well, yeah, you must, must have something about him because they watch him every week, don't they? So... Yeah.
0: But Newcastle were fuming that we got Rafa Benitez and Salomon Rondon and that didn't work out too <laughs> well. <did> it, so... <laughs> that's
1: true, like, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, he's a legend, him, Solomon Rondon. We'd have him back, though.
1: <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. I'm
2: going to uh, But, the so, staying with Southampton, uh, there's a player I think we've been linked with now since probably last summer. He, again, he got mentioned in January. Um, Andy, I'll come to you about Che Adams. Now, he sort of fits the mould of that player that will come in if Carvel Valtner gets injured. Possibly even play over... No, I don't think he would play over Carval Valtner, but he'd be chomping at the bit
0: yeah well his, his middle name's Everton for a start so there's uh, <laughs> there's got to be something in that um, and uh, he's a player I've always quite liked but his stats don't reflect a bit like I mean and uh, Damari Gray's a player who what of good things but at the end of the day it's the final product that is lacking when they do deliver it's, it's often spectacular to be seen with Graves goal against Arsenal a couple of seasons ago in City this this year. Um he's certainly not a player I'd be against if the fee was right. He's not he's not on mega money at Southampton. I think he's on you know, I say not mega money 35 grand a week, I wouldn't turn it down. But you know, for modern Premier League wages, it's no. you know, it's it's relatively modest. Um he's Scotland's number one goal scorer and obviously they've got big, a big tournament that they've qualified for coming up. So, you know, I think I, I certainly wouldn't be against it. Um, and he's someone who I think could also, you know, he's not a like-to-like for Calvert-Lewin. He's, he's uh, a different stature, but he does he, he works hard off the ball. He does all the things that, one, Sean Bice likes and, two, I think Evertonian's like as well. Um, and he could play... He could play alongside somebody else as well. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't be against it at all.
2: Paul, well, well, I know you. you always said, to me, I think you've said it for a while now that you like the thought of Chaddam's coming into Everton. Is that obviously still the case?
1: Yeah, I think he could do a really good job for us. Like, I think he's uh, he's non-stop. I've seen a lazy comparison this week. People saying, well, isn't he similar to Morpay? He's uh, he's absolutely nothing like Morpay. No, he's just not. He, he could he could lead the lads on the line on his own. Chay yeah. Adams. And his goal scoring records are not fantastic, but he's got a little bit of needle about him. He gets stuck in it. I don't think he'll ever drift out of games. Che Adams, I think he'll always be involved whether it, even that's coming back and defending and helping the team out and stuff. And I, I just I don't know. I think I, I think people see his name and just think no. <laughs> that's a bit yeah. it's a bit snobby, you know what I mean? But I think he could do a more than capable job. It's all about handling Calvert Lewin innit. You just don't want to rush him back and play him every week. We need an experienced centre forward. As well as this, Chimiti coming in, so Chay Ch- Adams fits the bill for me. Like, does
2: that pack the forward line though? When you think of it, if we can start the season with Chay, and just just play behind it, but Calvin to fit. You've got a Chay Adams, um, Neil Mopay, is probably third, and then this kid. That's not too bad, I don't think. Really, when you look at it,
1: I think Mopai the luck to move Mopai on. I, I can't see Mopai being an Evan player by the end of the window, personally. Mm. I can't. I think snipping no, him of his number is a bit. uh yeah, that's say, true. Well, don't look too much into that, but I think it's a bit. It's a bit telling that they have taking his squad number off him and give it to someone else. Now I could be reading too much into that, but I just. <coughs> I think I think oh, he's yeah. actively, they're actively looking to move him on. That's what I think. Do you have to be because we're not being too harsh yeah. and all he He's not good enough. He's just not. No,
2: he's not. He's not. But well, so we move on from Chad Adams and there's just well, I say he's a striker, but I'm sure he started that right back. He's someone that I would want us to sign. Now, there's probably people out there going, why would you want him? Antonio from West Ham. I personally would love Everton to sign Antonio. And if people think that's us taking a step backwards, it's, it's not. Because I, when I watch him, he's a handful for any defender and I just think he's perfect for Sean Dyche. Paul? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think. Would you get Michael Antonio out of the two?
1: Would you che Adams or Antonio? Um, it's a bit of a hard one. I mean, I think you've, if you look, I think che Adams is younger, isn't he?
2: Poss- yeah, yeah, he will be. Yeah,
1: I think he's younger, but <clears throat> I do like Michael Antonio. He's all action him. He's we'd love him. We as a fan base, we'd love him yeah. Yeah, I do believe. I believe that. Me, yeah, yeah. He's just an all-action centre forward. Again, it's just people think it's. You know, scraping the barrel, and I understand that where people are coming from. But I think it's, we've spoke about this on past pods. It's the reality of the situation we find ourselves in. He's cheap. He's available. He'll he'll want to do well. I I, I wouldn't be against bringing either of them in, even both of them. Oh, yeah, be nice. Andy, would you would you like to see Michael
2: Antonio come through the door? Yeah, I'd out of the two, I I choose Adams
0: purely and simply because Adams is. 27 and Antonio's 33 mm-hmm. um, and the way Antonio plays I mean 33 isn't necessarily old in football these days but he's all action and he'll have a lot of bumps and bruises from the way he plays football so you kind yeah. of question you know would next season be a season too far for him but I think when like you guys are saying about you know a bit of snobbery and going on oh, is he good enough for Everton now there's two answers to that and the first answer is if you say where Everton want to be and where we feel Everton should be then the answer is no. Is it where Everton are and does he improve our squad considerably from where we currently are? And the answer is yes. So, yeah, it, yeah if he, he does come in um, it, he was sort yeah,
1: of, it. He was sort of mo you know what he demands me of for West Ham? He demands me of, he was Moises Kale. Yeah, he was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, Fox, no, not, not Fox in the box, that's the wrong thing. But he always, he, he was all action, wasn't he? He always scored the, an important goal for them. And they, you know, he did he go on just, a little run, though,
2: with yeah, with a stamp of scoring a lot of goals because I think I even threw him in my fantasy football team at one point because yeah. he was banging them in.
1: There's a myth out there yeah, as well that he's always injured and he's not because and he can play, right and well, <clears throat> can play right back as well, by the way. Get him in, Calvert Loon can play right back as well. Oh, yeah,
2: i
0: well, he's played one game at right wing back, Carver Lewin. He's got one assist and three points for Everton. So, <laughs> yeah, that, he did, yeah. But, uh, anyway, that record will stand up
3: against anyone. Yeah, that'll be the
2: probably game that's injured them somewhere down the line. They'll probably <laughs> all take <place> it <laughs> <you> back <laughs> to that game.
0: Yeah, but Coomer,
2: mate. <laughs> yeah, don't talk, don't start about him. My God, um, we're talking about people getting through them, getting them in the door, getting them, you know, money and stuff like that. But I. I've watched the pre season games and over the preseason there's one kid that stuck out in Lewis Dobbin. Now we the game behind the closed doors was that month, wasn't it? Two two. Yeah. Um surprisingly in the Mopay's goal. But Dobbin scored as well. And it when you watch it, it's a fantastic goal, by the way. Um is he ready to be and is he ready to be sort of through in the first team here? Or do you think he's gonna get sent out on loan? would um... you send them out on loan?
0: I wouldn't send him out alone at the minute with the squad that we've got. Um, I tried to, I, I watched him at Derby when I could last season. They're probably on maybe half a dozen times and half of those games he played and half of those games he didn't. Um, but also try. I always try and go through like social media as well, like like Derby's football tour, if you will. Um, yeah. Obviously try and siphon out the idiots and then like try and gauge what people's opinion on who are watching him all the time. And I think his playing time kind of went up and down a little bit, but the general feeling was what I picked up, and I'm not too sure if it's right or wrong, is that he did get better as the season went on. Um, You know, people forget as well, he had a serious injury for us uh, a couple of years ago, which, you know, when you get a serious injury at that age, you know, it's massive in terms of his development. But um, by all accounts, he's, he's worked really hard with a personal trainer over the summer. He's turned up, absolutely flying at Finch Farm. Um, and from the bits I've seen of him in pre-season, you've got to say that there definitely looks some talent there. Um, I, I certainly wouldn't learn him out now. If we were to be able to strengthen that area, I wouldn't be adverse to him getting a championship move, certainly until January. Yeah. Um, and to see what happens when the lad plays, you know, 18 games, two games a week. If he's then flying at championship level, then... You Know, I think that's better his de- development than say, you know, playing a League Cup game here and you know, five minutes off the bench in a couple of games for Everton. If that would be the case, if we strengthen, but at the moment, um, with <laughs> Grey wants out McNeil's injured, obviously, Dan Juma's picked up a knock, hopefully, nothing too serious. Um, Calvert Lewin, he's just coming back from another injury, you know, he's probably. <laughs> he's probably our number one uh, player yeah. who's fit in the yeah. front three positions at the moment because I'd have him ahead of more play, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, I think we would as well. well Paul, we we watched him, didn't we, at uh, the Stoke game and he just when he came on, he looked bright. He looked ready to take people on. again. Even against that monster's goal, he just looked like he, he was brave. And I don't think we've seen that. Maybe McNeil towards the end of the season taking people on, but he's given Dice a headache, I think, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, he put that goal on social media himself as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I like that. <laughs> he would though, wouldn't you, you know, If you yeah, scored a goal you like would. that, you'd be, yeah. you'd be all over it. And he's, listen, he's, he's done his chances no harm with the way he's performed the pre-season. And people say, well, we all get carried away. But the kids could show enough for Everton. Saying thought, you know what, there could be a place for me in this team yeah. if I work hard and play well in the games. But it's funny that Andy should say, you know, he was trolling through Derby County Twitter back when he was playing for them. I read like a blog today, I should have sent it to you, about um, a Derby fan talking about him, saying he, he misses the easy chances, but he scores spectacular goals. Now that's Damari Gray, isn't
3: it? It is. Similar. Yeah.
1: But uh, no, apparently he's a scorer of great goals. Because I said to you last week, say I said, I'm not sure about him when he gets one-on-one. But that'll come, listen, he's only 19. At oh. least he's in them positions to miss the chances, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I think he's going to stick around here, because the squad is be. Tre- as you say, Damari Gray is probably going to lead to Fulham. And um, we've got injuries. As you say, Dan Juma today has picked up a knock. Apparently he can't play in the game tomorrow. So, no, Lewis Dobbin for me. Not starting, but if he can impress between now and the end of the month, he stays with Everton. But if not, I think he gets a better loan out of it now. You know what I mean? Whereas he yeah. He might have went back to a Derby County. No offence to them, but they're in League One, aren't they? Still in League One, aren't they? You yeah. he might yeah. get a move to a Sunderland or... A Coventry Sheffield Wednesday, were in the championship, so yeah, happy days with him. Like, what's yeah, your I, opinion on
2: him? Uh, I'm quite happy with him, yeah. I think he's probably been our shine and light coming out of pre season, hasn't he? I think you're always looking for that sort of player that comes through a little bit in office or something, and I think he's it. The last season it was Tom Cannon, I think a lot of we were all talking about Tom Cannon maybe starting the season and. But he's off off to Preston but now it's Lewis Dobbin and listen, the club will do what's best for the club and Lewis um, and Dobbin as well you know, if he's he's ready to play he'll play, if he's not then he'll go out on loan and we've just got to trust what they trust them and Dice in the way you're thinking if, obviously I've just talked about it, I mean you said he's like the Mary Gray, maybe he's not in Dice's plans because obviously the rumour is we're not letting Grey go until the replacement.
1: Works, I think he works harder than Grey.
2: No, I mean, as in, they're not letting Grey go until they've got a replacement. So obviously, yeah. they don't see Dobbin as the replacement. So maybe, there's, maybe I'm reading too much into that, but they could be shutting in that way they like, this kid's going out on loan. Um, yeah. er- er- er-
1: Everton's done a lot of time keep this kid at the club. If you remember, he was out of contact, wasn't he? Yeah. He yeah go, I mean, January, it could have been the January before last and there was rumours of him going to Germany. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Gaming club sniffing around him and I remember that in through Evertonian style, You like, know, we can't let this kid go, he's the next big thing, so <laughs> he actually done really well to keep him and now, as I say, he's come back to saying, I thought, because why wouldn't you if you're a kid and you see how bad Everton have been the last couple of years, well, you think to yourself, I can get in this team, I'm good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Should he's shown be? it.
2: And he can. Yeah. At the end of the day, he can. He's, not, you know, he's, he's literally given give everyone an edit at the club to be like, we can't let this kid go unless we've got people through the door, which, fair play to him. You know what, credit to Lewis Dobbins for getting himself in that position, working hard, and it just shows to all the other players, it can be done. Yeah. So I just want to move on from uh, Lewis Dobbins who probably a player that he could replace in something that just killed me over the pre-season in Dwight Dwight McNeil's injury. Now, at Stoke, he stood up, walked off, Paul, not yeah. Just look like he maybe took a knock. You know, Dice was like, "Yeah, get off. Don't worry. You know, don't risk it." To all of a sudden, he's missing like weeks of the season. Ah, he's massive. Him isn't he to miss him?
0: Paul, yeah, man, him I and the think... were unbelievable for us. Sorry, Paul. It were no, it was, it was Andy. In, when uh, when Dice came in. Um it was a revelation. Like, he, he prior to Dice coming in, he, he looked slow. He, he he had no confidence. And now, yeah, he's just like a completely different player. Um, and, you know, last six months of the season or last four months of the season, he was our best player. So, um, touch wood, it's nothing serious, but there's, there's not anything concrete out there, is there, other than, you know, it could be a few weeks, it could be a few months. But other than that, we're just, just Speculating
2: at the minute, man, it was a yeah. mad one, man. It like he just literally stood up, walked away, clapped the fans, and then it just came from nowhere. That it was a lot bigger than they expected. So, but Paul, I know Paul like supported him all the way through last season and never oh, said really a bad did. word about him. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so, yeah. so, obviously, you're devastated. I know you're devastated now. Listen, he's boss for us, he's you know, he helped us through the last four months of the season. He was our best player, yeah,
1: easily. arguably our best player.
2: Um. Yeah. So to lose him is a, a, a big blow, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, If you watch that Stoke game and they, they cut him in half a couple of times, you know? No, I know. They are really, really rough on us there, Stoke, which, you know, okay, fair enough. They're playing tomorrow, so that was their last warm-up game before they go into the season. But yeah. a couple of nasty tackles there. Maybe that Jimmy Martin's just fucking hits the leg with a hammer before just to make sure that they're actually injured when they come off. Because he didn't look that bad, did he? You know what I mean? No. So there must be something going on. I don't know what it is, but... I was listening to uh, The Bobble, and he's, he reckons it's just going to be a week or two, but oh. you, just, you don't know what Everton do, do you? You don't it's, know. But, uh, no, he's a massive blow, and then on these pods you can probably go back, and you'll, you'll hear me going on a few little rants, which is not like me, <laughs> saying that he looks like he's running with a sack of potatoes on his back, and that was under Lampard, he just didn't look fit, he didn't look like he had the set position, he, just, he was a nondescript footballer, and then Sean Dyche comes in, and it's like a flick of a switch, and he's... Absolutely brilliant. Dwight McMessie, that's what they were calling him. I think people were being yeah. serious. So yeah, for he, he's a big just, blow, massive blow that like, shows
3: what
0: how important confidence is like for, for players that you know having somebody who trusts you and believes in you, which Dice clearly does, and giving you the confidence to go out and express yourself. It, you know, it's just the difference in him, it was it genuinely he was unrecognizable from the player he was. So um
3: Yeah.
1: We all seem to get hit, don't we? just before the season starts, obviously. do we all just feel like that because of what we've been through the last couple of years? Because if you remember, I think we got to uh, this stage last season, me and then Calvert-Lewin got crocked. Yeah. And it was like, well, what do we do now? And all right, it's not it's not as much like dire streets with McNeil being on because obviously we've got players to come in. But he's arguably your best player, like you should just both said. And then to find out a week before the season starts that he's not going to be available, it's just shit, isn't it? It's just like, it's just yeah. Everton.
2: Everton, Everton, yeah. yeah. It, is, it literally is that. It's the most Everton thing, it's one of the most Everton things that can happen. It's
1: cursed. Yeah. It's a beautiful curse though, Jamie.
2: Oh, it is a curse, it is a beautiful curse, but it's a curse nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hopefully, listen, hopefully he can be back for Fulham. Um, or Aston Villa, not too long. But take your time with him, don't push him back and get it wrong again. Like we have over the last few seasons. But you know, uh,
1: just just okay. connecting the dots just connecting the two with the injury situation and where Everton find himself would you say as it stands next week with no Dwight McNeil and Dan Jumas up in the air now we don't know if he's going to be fit is Dobbin does Dobbin go straight into the team or do we keep Gray and he plays uh,
2: that's it know. isn't it if just Gray if if Gray's here he plays if he's not it has to be Dobbin or can that Mitty play left wing I don't, we don't know I know he's six foot four, but it's not like Dice to throw someone out there. Yeah.
1: What would you say, Andy? Did you think it's you know, no, I just speaking
3: to his mate, and I was I was trying to (laughs) I was trying to make
1: it
0: so no one could hear. Would you say Um... that Dobbin?
1: Um, you know, we were speaking about him just before McNeil. As it stands, was is he got a a chance of starting the game next week?
0: I don't see we've got any other choice. I I can't see the Gray being involved. I don't think we'll sell him this week cuz if he's going to Fulham we play them next week.
1: No, I can't see scoring for them, he, he I can't, Yeah, I
0: can't I don't think we'll let him go. I think we'll get to the point where the transfers all but done. Um but I, he I mean, he's not turned up to training and I don't know whether he's whether that's a case of whether he's refused to or uh, at first I thought it was because obviously he he played with Jamaica quite late in the Gold Cup, didn't he? Um, but apparently, he's, he was meant to have been back in three days ago. He's not there. Uh, whether the club has said, yeah, we'll facilitate your move when you're covered, you can stay away for now, no problem, or whether he's stamping his feet, I don't know. But yeah, I, I can't. He won't, he won't be involved next weekend either way. And as it yeah. stands, I don't think you've got any other choice but to play Lewis Dobbin from one of the wide attacking positions.
2: Just yeah. a Put a name out there now. I know we won't play because you will play in a different position. Ashley Young. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah,
0: he's. Yeah.
2: uh I mean, uh, he's had a lot of grief for
0: signing the thirty-eight-year-old, but he's as fit as anything. Technically, he's probably as good as anything we've now got in the squad to play left back, left wing, right back, right wing. He can play the wing backs if we decide to go with the three. Um So, yeah, I think I think we could see. I think we'll see Ashley Young probably play every single one of those four positions I've just mentioned for us at some stage of the season.
1: Well, there's another name who's just, I've just checked my phone there, you know, while I did I kind of, Everton are only a couple of million away from a, green, <laughs> a deal for Wilford, Wilford Nanto? now that's from the Liverpool Echo and yeah, it's a, it's a Liverpool Echo, but you know, no smoke without fire, we've been after him for a while so he signs, they, he goes straight into the team, doesn't
3: he? Yeah. yeah.
1: Or Sulemana. we've already mentioned him, Well. Cuff it yeah, up, Paul. that. Put the two million in. And i have just gonna get me overtime in. Don't worry, I'll. Uh, oh, that's it. I'll find the money. Don't worry. <laughs> no, it, it, it's down
2: to them that they'll pick it. But there's a there's a player that's just popped in my head, and I don't know why, but it seems like a bit of a,
1: a forgotten man over the preseason. Michalenko. He played the other night. Day, that was his first game back. He's been injured. No, no,
2: but I just think I know he's been injured. But I just, like, it just seems like Ashley Young will play there. Do you know what I mean? I'm just... Is he ready now? Can Michelenko play against Fulham? And <clears throat> we'd probably, probably get forty five tomorrow and Yeah, I watched the training videos today. Um uh,
0: just it was uh, and was involved in like the step patterns of play that they were doing. So I'd be surprised if he's not involved to play, you know, sixty minutes tomorrow and then yeah. if he gets okay. through that okay he'll be fine for next week, will not he?
2: I just didn't know if they were like really easing them in sort of thing, but it was like he's gonna have forty five now, maybe forty five tomorrow and come on against Fulham if we need to sort of keep a 1-0 I it, win if, yeah.
1: if we've got an injury crisis you know I think like you said before you had the nail on the head I think Michael starts and Ashley Young starts at him. yeah that yeah, means- that's,
2: yeah. A, that's what I was getting to like if you yeah. can say yeah you know what he he will be fit enough to play against Fulham it might be occasion Michael Enko coming. you will get in front of him but,
1: but uh, Michael Keane up front
2: yep <laughs> why not uh, yeah. probably, he can't be even more useless than he is a centre-half.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, but speaking of actually someone who is centre-half in Torkowski he's been given a vice-captaincy through the week. Yeah. Now everyone was made up with that, but there's a side to it where you think, well, Pickford's was vice-captain. So, what, do you read anything into them type of things, or do you just think that's a club decision and they've all agreed to it They all sort of shake hands? Do you think there's anything in that, Paul? Do you think there's... there's a no, nope. so is it concern that Pickford's no longer the vice captain, or is it just like, oh, you know what? That's I think
1: it's I think it's more of a um, pass on the back for the kind of player James Tarkovsky is. Mm. Possibly, you yeah. to, you're you're a natural leader, and it, it'll be better. You've done it at Burnley, and it'd be better if you do it at Everton. You know, you. Yeah. I, I I don't really like it. me personally. I wouldn't have a goalkeeper as a captain. That's just me, a bit old school like, but. No, you don't like you'd like to think that there hasn't been a bit of a falling out like, but I don't think Pickford's he doesn't come across as someone who'd be particularly bothered about something like that. No, so I, don't think he is. I think it might be a case of as well, I don't think Coleman's gonna play a lot, mate. So it'll be Tark. Tark obviously will basically be the captain and then if he's not available, which Touchwood is he's always available. I think yeah. Pickford will would take the armband then do you get what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's a no that's a good point to probably said to him, haven't he? You know, listen, you you're still vice-captain, it's just not on paper. Yeah, it's yeah. not the thing, yeah. But Andy, do, do, do you agree with them two decisions? Let's say, for instance, Pickford is vice-captain and, as Paul said there, right, so. you're going to have you probably captain most of the season. Are you happy with them two or would you have vice-captain maybe somewhere else? Or would you have the captain to it somewhere else?
0: No, no, I, I think, you know, I think Seamus Collins is a fabulous club captain, but how much he's yeah. going to play, uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I saw loads of people saying oh, I was disrespectful to Pickford, and but we don't know what's gone on. I, I pretty much echo what you guys think. I, I think Sean Dice has gone up to to Pickford and said, like, look, I like my captain sometimes to be able to get in the referee's face when they, when we feel like the decision after decisions going against us. I like my captain to be and like you know out an outfielder, not a goalkeeper. So yeah. uh, outfielder—that's a baseball term—out on pitch, <laughs> and, and then you know if one of the young kids is getting bullied, like you know, Tarkovsky's the first one there, you know, yeah, yeah. bringing the referee's attention to it, um, and just said to Pickford, but you know, you just keep being you, you, you know, bollet your defenders when you need to, organisers from the back, I don't want you to change in any way, whatsoever, I just want my captain, out on the pitch, where he yeah. can get in the referee's face, when need be, I think that's what's happened, it's, and, you know, it's pretty much echoing what you guys have said. So, I
3: don't
0: oh, no. know. I just think people like to moan. I, well, I have a Tony and absolutely love to moan. So, I'm you know, of... I don't think we need to worry about it.
1: Yeah, I think Never. it's a really good point, that though, that you've made. Because you don't... Say you've had an incident that in bad tackle in the middle of the park, and you don't want Pickford legging it out of his goal to go and have a fight, to you? No. As a manager. I mean, as fans, we're like, go on, get in there, lads. You know what I mean? But I think as someone like Sean Dice he's like, no, just stay in your goal. Leave it to Tarkovsky.
2: Looks weird, yeah. does not it? Yeah. Yeah, it looks weird. But I like I always think of Tarkovsky when he'd done that thing with Donna McSolanke and he just walks up to him and chests him into the net. Yeah. And I think, yeah. You knew we all knew he was captain. Listen, we all knew we didn't know he was going to be captain. We all knew he had captain sort of qualities and he'd slipped that yeah. armband on no problem. It wouldn't it wouldn't phase him. And I think that's another thing as well. It won't phase them two. It won't phase Pickford and it won't phase him to be like, yeah, okay, he'll just wear it. Yeah, which, which yeah, yeah. I, I made up with. I think I made up with the pair The only one I would probably say is vice captain, Odorisekai, but that's because I like him.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's more of a he's more of a lead by example type of player, though, isn't he? Yeah, more than more yeah. than yeah. in your face screaming at you type of thing. It's like Odorisekai, you you what you'd say, look at him, just do what he does. He's like ratting around and tackling everyone. He's tackling thin air, like that. That's that's leading by example, in you know what I mean? Whereas Tarkovsky is that authority. He will. Is this an argument to be Adi Lavi? No, yeah, he, with he, anyone I mean.
0: he, he puts himself like whenever when anyone was getting picked on last season, he just he was straight over there, put himself in between the two players, just laughed at the player who was trying to kick off and said, If you want to go free me, i have a go. And yeah, yeah oh, he's yeah. uh I like I say I, I think um I think Sean Dyche, as one of you boys said, like something about having a goalkeeper as a captain that's not quite right, got someone out on pitch. They're the one who can go up and talk to the referee and you know try and put you know sometimes put pressure on him to make decisions, but mainly to go like, what the fuck's going on when you're getting so much going against you? So yeah, 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 nothing to worry about.
2: No, I don't think there's anything to worry about personally. Uh because it'd be it'd be refreshing to see as well. Um now there's a fellow we haven't really spoken about much, Paul. I know you you're a big fan of Melandi. I'll get your thoughts on him first. Um Donovan Carval doing now. We've said a lot about on Calvary living on this podcast. Um,
1: We're fans, aren't
2: we? Yeah, we both like him. Now, listen, if you don't, say it. But do you think the, do you think the club are handling them properly by not letting them play preseason games? We've seen them in videos of training, and I've seen people go, well, why isn't he playing? Do you think the club are like, listen, I'm not risking them against Stoke away. I want, we want him to play against Fulham.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think the way that we're handling him now since Dice is coming is right. Um, I know that he did break down the last couple of games, but we did get five or six games out of him, which I can't remember the last time we got that many in a row against him. And Dice really held him back, like when he was back in training, and you know for weeks we were like expecting him to be in the squad or on the bench, and he wasn't. And people were going like, "Where is he?" And Dice really, really held him back. But then when he did come in, I don't, I think he practically only got the penalty against Leicester, but his all-round play was really really good yeah. like when he'd been coming back before he'd have like one good game and then he'd have a game where he looks like he was blowing and then he'd get injured again it's like we, we'd been rushing him back so I think Dice is definitely managing in the right way um, and yeah no, I love the kid I think he's a, I think he's a, a really good talent I think when he first came through he, he's certainly not what I would call a natural goal scorer but he's someone who's worked really really hard to become a very good finisher Um I like what he I like what he brings to the team. Um the only the only it's not a criticism of him. I just find it mad that I know we've not spent a lot of money for years and I hate it when people go, well, Everton spent 500 million and been crap. Well, yeah, but most of that was four, five, six years ago. We've not spent a yeah. lot of money recently. Yeah. But we're still in a position where we're hanging for whatever we have spent, we're hanging our hat on a you know, a kid who was a project player for one and a half million pounds from Sheffield United. You know that's yeah. a failing from the club that he's not. He's, we're in a position where we have had to rush him back before. Um, there's no bigger failure for me under Machiri than than that. That we, you know, someone who we've put bought for 1.5 million has had so much resting on his shoulders, um, yeah. and it just shows how inept we were when we did have money to spend.
2: Very inept. Wow. What a word. What a what a yeah. word to describe us a perfect word. Um, inept. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it we're, we're, that's it now. That's we're it. And, and, yeah,
0: end the podcast there. Yeah,
2: it, <laughs> yeah. 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 every sticker in the world's going to have that on now. Yeah. Um, Paul, this we, me and you have spoken about this kid for a long time. The ups, the downs, the the ins and outs, oh, everything. <laughs> how how important is he to Everton football club?
1: He is massively important. A lot of people will tell you, he's not, but he is. The whole team is built around getting the ball to Dominic Calvert-Lewin and let's see what he can do. And I 100% agree with Andy. He's not a national goal scorer. I think that's what a lot of people think that he should be, but he's not. He's a poacher and he proved it. He'd scored them goals under Ancelotti and it, a lot of them were just hitting them and going in because he was there yeah. for the two items. You get what I mean? So we've got to be in a position to get to the to the goal line to hit it to him, so it hits him and goes in, but his all-round players as centre-forward, his link-up play, and his, the way he is in the air, and his, his, his aerial ability, sorry, it's just, uh, he's vital to Everton, he is absolutely vital, and the club have failed him, and it's good to see that they're trying to correct their mistakes now, because they have failed him. Rafa yeah. Benitez failed him, Frank Lampard failed him, the fitness team failed him, he rushed them back, and I think he went into a bit of, he spiralled into a depression, because I think he thought, he was on the verge of the World Cup, he, he would have got in that World Cup yeah. squad, 100% yeah, would have got it in was. it, and they it, he, he set him back a year, maybe two, and it's just a shame that his body just lets him down, but hopefully now they get him into a position where, I think they're just going to listen to him now, you know what I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's what they need to do, It's uh, his body's took a lot of punishment because, as you say, you, you brought him in for the game, then he's been out for four, then he brought him in and then where's Calvert-Lewin, where's calvert Loon? we're desperate for the striker, and he played him and he's been like 50% fit, and then you just do more damage, so, yeah, to answer your question, and I'll go on one one yeah, about calvert he is he's massive for us, absolutely yeah, massive. Yes,
2: yeah. the, the, them games that he'd come back from last, at the end of the last season, I know Dwight McNeil always gets applauded against Brighton, and right, rightfully so, but Calvert-Lewin was brilliant in that game, I remember yeah, watching him real. thinking, this kid's back here. Like he just looked like the old his link up player was fantastic. He just threw people to the floor. No, that Lewis Dunk he had a really yeah. good season
1: and couldn't, to couldn't live. He just couldn't live for the kids, and he was just I was just like he set
2: everything up. It, obviously his ball to the core writers to, to get the first goal.
1: That Gabriel his skill for um, as well. sorry mate, that Gabriel for Arsenal in the Arsenal game at Goodison. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel and not Saliba, they would just he didn't know what to yeah. do, with him. he was just
0: too strong. He made Saliba look like a. He was brilliant against Leicester in the two-two draw as well. He was, yeah. he like they couldn't cope with him that day as well. Um, I mean, their keeper made that. I even said would be adding goal. I wish to the God they'd have played Danny Ward because they'd really have <laughs> won that game comfortably. But he, he pulled two absolute worldies off from calvert Lewin, and then and Calvert Lewin he actually he missed a tapping from two yards as well. Didn't oh he? But, God, yeah, I remember that one? Uh, but his all-round game, he was absolutely brilliant. Um... But I think again that goes when I say he's being managed, handled right under Dice. Is he came in and he had those four, five, six games? He put them back to back, and he was at it in every single one. Um, And then obviously picked up. uh, And I think was it was it against Newcastle? Um, No, it wasn't Newcastle because he was there for Brighton. But anyway, um, if we, you know, I I think Dice leave him out for an extra game or two and make sure he's right, rather than rushing him back in. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I'm confident that we'll we'll get a lot of him this season.
2: We'll get it right yeah. with him.
1: Jay, possibly. I'll ask you an honest question. Well, uh, I'll ask you the question. I want you to be honest, sorry. Do you uh, think he's a good player or do you think he's just all we've got?
2: In what way? Me or Jay?
1: We're both Israeli because of it. He, basically, he's the only striker we've got. But say if he wasn't, would you keep him around?
2: Yeah.
1: I would. Yeah. Because Carlo,
2: the Carlo Ancelotti team proved how good he is. Now we and listen, yeah, we did have hammers behind him and Luca Dean, but he still put the ball in the net. He still put the ball in the net. Yeah. That go that the, the, the hat trick he scored against Brighton. You go and watch that hat trick. That's a pro. If Harlem scores that hat trick, they're still talking about it. You know, he, he, he bullies people, he's getting in his head. You know, he scores boss, he was scored in The two goals he scored against Liverpool when it was the COVID yeah. season, he was brilliant. He's a handful, he's just been let down every game, he, he plays every time. And he makes such a difference, and I think that's how you know he's a good footballer. Where he comes into a side, and the team and the side is so much better with him, you know how good they fo- how he is. If that makes sense, definitely. But, yeah, Andy, what, you, what would you say to that? Would you say? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a a huge fan of
0: uh, of what he brings to Everton, and like I say for months there was only Harry Kane certainly as an English striker who was better in the league and Harlem wasn't around then. You'd have been struggled to find many that were better than him. You know, he was a he looked like he was going to go on to become a you know a regular 20 goal a season man which for Everton is something that we've not been able to say many many times during the Premier League times at least. So um he's a, he's a real athlete and he he was improving his game all the time as well. His finishing was getting better. His link-up play was getting better. His the way that he rolls defenders, the, the way that everything was getting better and better. And then and you know, and he didn't have many injuries at all. It's just no, these, last, these last what eighteen months to two years. It's and it's not always the same injury. It's just one after another after another. And you know, like I say, I'm I'm hopeful because he he went for a period of five six years where he didn't have any injuries at all. So hopefully, when his body's right and he's at it, um, hopefully he can go on and, you know, have a, a real good, not just this season, but, you know, a really good, strong career over the next five, six years for Everton.
1: Yeah, it's nice to yeah. have another fully paid-up member of the DCL fan club anyway, so welcome yeah. to the club.
0: Yeah, mate, I'll send you my subscription money later, pal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this one, we, we, we play. Sport in Lisbon tomorrow and that's obviously our last last pre-season game before we go into another year in misery hopefully not Um, (laughs) but tomorrow is just another it's minutes in the tank. but I'll come to you Andy but I'll stay with you for this do you expect to see a performance tomorrow because we've only got one more and I know people might still I'm very much in the camp of yeah it's pre-season but I still want to see something Tomorrow's big, I think, because this is it. Yeah, I mean, for me, what I'd
0: like to see tomorrow, I'm not necessarily worried about the performance as such, but what I would like to see is just a clear, a clearer identity of, of who we are, what we're going to be playing, the tempo that we want to set ourselves.
3: Because,
0: yeah. um, I mean, one thing on the dice last season, we had some poor performances and some poor results when he came in. I'm not saying we didn't. But other than the game at Anfield, where I thought, I thought both teams were really poor that day, where they looked a little bit frozen by the pressure of the derby. I've never, the rest of the games, we were always at it. Even against Arsenal, we got beat 4 0 for 40 minutes. We were at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they, they they picked up a couple of goals for our time. But even the second half, the lads worked their ass off. There was a tempo to us. So I just want us to, you know, just see that we've got our tempo, got our identity tomorrow um, and yeah. see some good patterns of play if we can. Um but yeah, I I I'm I've never been one like don't get, I, I get annoyed when we lose even if it's pre season, but at the end of the day, we could get beat six 0 tomorrow. If we beat Fulham one 0 next week, no one will think about it ever again. So
2: Oh of course, yeah. Of course. But Paul, do you still think obviously it is a preseason game, but do you subscribe to what Andy's saying like you more worried of you more wanting to see a pattern of player or are you like no? Nope? you just need to go and win this. Purely as well, confidence maybe? A little confidence boost before we go into the Fulham game?
1: I think it's more confidence for the fans. I think, yeah. uh, like Andy said, we need to see a clear identity of how we're going to play next season. But it's just just to send us all into Fulham next week. We're like, we'll see how well we played against Sporting there. and yeah. There's a few encouraging signs there. But as I say, I've said this before, I've seen us lose every pre-season game and then win our first five games of the season or whatever. And then vice versa. so But no, I'd like to see us get a win as well. I always want to see Everton win. Yeah. We'll I'll tell you what
0: we'll possible. do though, boys, is uh, tomorrow after the game, we'll do a shots game. So, uh, every time that Sean Dice says the word feel in his post-match interview, we have to do
1: a shot. <laughs> I mean, we're on the Sunday, making messing that Yeah, i <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will do a podcast at the same time. We'll be absolutely legless. Yeah. But no, I think well, it is important. Listen, to... tomorrow, was... that's, the last, that's the last one, isn't it before... Yeah. I mean, they'll probably have games and training. We're not stupid; they probably will play in training and throughout next week. But this is this is it. Now, I think the starting eleven is pretty much going to be starting eleven for Fulham. Yeah. So we'll if, Neil is, if Neil if Neil More is up front tomorrow, we we all need to get ready for Fulham. I think. <laughs> would, you, would you like to see a performance tomorrow? Or you know, I know you just said you're not bothered before, but do you think it's an, important that we get a win tomorrow?
2: I do, yeah. Um, I know last season we had that the game for Ukraine, didn't we, we had Dynamo Kiev, so it was a bit of a, you know, it was a charity match at the end of the day, wasn't it, and that type of thing. But I think tomorrow we, we need the performance.
1: We need that some... the front again as well. It's called yeah. the goal at the end. Yeah, <laughs> nah,
2: don't get yeah.
0: me started on him. I was well. I was he annoyed me. Didn't Denied Dykman Neil the chance to get an atro on his debut out of order. If you to... <laughs> yeah,
3: for yeah. no, um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> oh <journey. laughs> yeah.
2: dear, but. I want to see performance but all I do I want to see us go out there I want to see us take the games as Portland as but I don't want to come out the ground and think oh no do you know what I mean and like if we get beats or if we win 1-0 it's great it gives us confidence gives us a boost gives the players a boost playing at Goodison even though again because we know they're back there in a week's time um, so yeah I want to see a, a performance especially from the team that will start against Fulham this, as you just said the team that's going to start tomorrow will start against Fulham so Go and show us what. Go and show us you're ready. Go and show us that yeah. you're sharp. You're ready. You know you're, you're there. You're in the right mindset to play against Fulham. Um, so yeah, I I I do. I
0: want. Are you excited,
1: before. Jay? Are you excited for the new season now? Are you, Andy? No. No. I'm.
0: A, I'm buzzing, mate. Yeah. I'm I mean, I can't wait. Forever. I'm
1: like I've been like a kid at waiting for Sheffield Wednesday to Southampton in the championship. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not so yeah. much that I'm looking forward to ever, I'm looking forward to football because. Fucking hell, I've had to watch golf and cricket. Do you yeah, know what I mean? So, yeah. No, I, I am. Let's I get, mean, let's get back if you have to, to be 5, things, five
0: a week on Saturday, mate, I'll give you a different answer, I'm sure. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I, yeah, I just... I don't know, I'm 39 years old and I still get excited about, you know, transfer deadline day, like, who are we are going to sign and stuff. So, yeah, I need to grow up, really, but it's... Uh,
1: no, you don't, mate. No, just, you'll you be 59 meetings still enjoy that. Hey, mate, look, I've, I've still got Evan posters on the wall, what do you want to do? <laughs>
0: But no, hopefully, you know, like um like Jay said, we could start some positivity from tomorrow. You know, you get a win, you announce a new sign and, and then another one's close and then you get a, one nailed down and then you go into Fulham, you win that and then you add another body and then you go to villa and you put in a mm-hmm. good performance, maybe you know, maybe a point's a good result there, and then you add a couple more transfer deadline day, all of a sudden the world seems a much better place.
3: So, hopefully is. that's I never,
2: what we do. Done but you just said something there, Andy, that sort of just resonated with me as well. And it's hard next topic, but it's like Fulham's so big and Aston Villa. Now I'll just read the first five games, which I'll probably everyone will know. But it's Fulham at home, Aston Villa away, Wolves at home, Sheffield United away, and then Arsenal at home. Now that's not a bad set of fixtures to start the season. Maybe Arsenal away. At yeah, home's not too bad, and I think villa we're all right against them. at home,
1: mate. I think Arsenal got yeah. a big problem with Everton at the moment. good Goodison, yeah,
2: maybe not, uh, the villa away is a bit of a tough
1: one, isn't it? Because we, yeah, uh, I'll never forget if we win, we go top. Oh, that, god, I was in I was in I was in. I went to that villa game away. I yeah. thought people were talking about on the coaches. You tell you what, you know, if we win tonight, we go top, you know, oh. we're all just looking at each other full time going, you stupid. Yeah. That.
0: Honestly, that, that was, yeah, that
2: was the end of Marco Silva right there and then was not it yeah, yeah. It just but a, a strong season can, a strong start could be had there now how important is that season now everyone talks about your Marches your Mays your Eples, and of course sorry, May and April but it's of it course their important, but you can also get to that point and look back at the beginning of the season and think thank God we picked that many points so many points up um, yeah, I mean, there is possibly that, Jay. And, of course,
0: like I think, as we touched upon at the start of the pod, we're all thinking, give me 12th, no pressure, happy days after what we've been through the last couple of years. But, like, anyone could beat anyone in this league. Now, we're not going to win the league, of course, but our Champions League would probably be out of the question. But if Everton get a good start and get on a roll, there's no, you know, there's, there's worse teams, there's smaller clubs, worse squads got a Europa League place, then hopefully then what we'll start the season with. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to do that. It is unlikely, of course it is. But, you know, confidence, as we talked about with Dwight McNeil, is key to so much in football. And it's the same, you know, um, no one would have had us finishing fourth under Moyes in 2005, like the squad that we had. But we just got on a roll and kept on getting these 1-0 wins, late winners. And, you, you know, if you start doing that from January, you're never going to achieve anything... If you start doing that from the beginning of the season, you can start to perhaps dream a bit bigger, aim a bit higher. Um, and I I I believe that in Sean Dyche. We've got the right man at the right time um, for Everton. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he goes out and, and and proves that statement to be right. And, you know, every, I, I'm really intrigued by the Villa game. I don't want to get too far past Fulham, but everyone... On Twitter, everyone's like, you know, Aston Villa are the team. Like, it was Leicester a few years ago. Yeah. Like, with Everton, we're obsessed with Leicester is how we should be run. Leicester at this, that, and the other. Leicester are going to, you know, get back into the top four. I'm not talking about when they won the league. I mean, a few years ago under Rodgers. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: And uh, now it's Aston Villa. Aston Villa, have, you know, they had a great end to the season under Emery. They've gone out and they've bought what we presume are to be good players. But you still gotta make it all work, they've still got a wall gel. I mean, Everton have won transfer windows apparently to according to Ped and it didn't work <laughs> out too well for us. So I'm I'm really intrigued. I I want I I don't know why I've there's something about Aston Villa that I've got a lot of respect for them as a club, they're a huge club. But there's just something about them that annoys me. And uh, I really I don't know why I really want us to like go and like, you know, piss on their parade because they already think that they're the next big thing. And uh, yeah, I want us to go and prove that there's, there's there's more to being a football club than go out and, and spending 35 million pounds on player after player because it didn't work for us. So it doesn't mean it's going to have to going to work for them. No,
3: no,
2: It might not work for them. Um, and I think I know what pisses you off about Aston Villa, by the way, Ashley Young.
1: <laughs> Mate, that he's, goal that he honestly, Oh, that goal At is least, just like that haunts me. That goal forever.
2: The only time, like I, I
1: Lee I, Henry. I've
0: always thought. Why would somebody run onto a pitch and like ever attack a footballer? But I swear to God, <laughs> if the rest of the Gladys Street hadn't conformed in front of me from Roquet, where I was at the time with my season ticket, and he came and stood in front of me with his arms open, I'd have, I'd have launched him. But, um, he's yeah, he's one was of was about us now, a, Andy. He's one
1: of us there was now. About,
0: about 150 trying to uh, get to him first. Yeah, he's one of us now. I, I've just about got over it, but yeah, Les Scott <laughs> scored like an overhead kick, didn't he? In like, yeah, us an equaliser, in injury then...
1: time as well, wasn't he?
2: Any
0: runger up the Matt, other engines on that? Martin O'Neill came out and said he's better than Messi. I was like, oh,
1: fuck, I can't Ronaldo, wasn't it? Yeah, we don't need Ronaldo. We've got Ashley Young. I think he was messy, was it was Messi.
0: But I heard you say that on the pod, and I was like, nah, you got that wrong, Paul. It's Messi, but yeah, I won't hold against you, mate. You're a good man. No, That's okay. I
1: they, will. They're but both does... shite anyway. <laughs>
0: Messi and Ronaldo
2: are both shite anyway. It yeah. doesn't matter, does it? We've got a mach Yeah. Yeah. But, Paul, I'll just... Your thoughts on them first five, mate. then I'm a big believer in it. you've got to start well. Um, yeah, and I think that's I true, isn't it? You've got, to, you've got to, you can't get to Arsenal and be no points. No. It's impossible, you just have I, yeah, I look I, at them,
1: I, you might laugh at me, right? On paper, listen, they're not winning games of football of on course. a piece of paper. Yeah. I look at them first five games, and I, I've again say you're gonna laugh because I'm scared to say I think we can win four of them. Yeah, I really, happen. really do. And the ones that I'm not, I haven't, the one I haven't got as down as winning is Villa away. Yeah,
2: because their home fair got a home
1: game, won't it? It's just a great yeah. stadium, Villa Park as well, by the way. They, yeah. It's very yeah, similar it to Goodison. Good. I just, I just, I, I take into consideration what you said, but I, I do think they've got everything in place at the moment, Villa, to have a really yeah, good, no, have a really absolutely. good, I'm, go I'm, I'm it, not it. saying they don't.
0: I yeah. just want to, like say, I just want to really, yeah, like, I don't know. You're just,
1: they're rubbing you up the wrong way. I get that as well, because, yeah. No, just place, don't he? Senseful, but Yeah. Oh yeah. god, yeah. When no, when we play Newcastle, we're not even going to do a podcast because we hate them. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> but do you know what? It's just come to me there. We're talking about Aston Villa in this light, and they're doing the right things, and that they're, they're have that now. In don't forget, Aston Villa have been relegated in yeah. recent in recent years, so it can happen. It can be, you know, for people yeah, thinking there's it. no way
1: back. Yeah, Yeah, Villa out at the edge of the cliff and they fell off it, and they come yeah. back and the. Flirted with relegation when he, I think, they were a, a dodgy goal when the goal line technology didn't work. Remember that one, yeah? Yeah,
2: that, Bournemouth yeah, one, yeah. that was Sheffield United. when it? know, would have went down, wouldn't they? If that goal there. was given, they would have went yeah, down. Yeah. Wouldn't he? So, it was against and, Bournemouth, but Sheffield United went down, weren't
1: it? Something like that. Look at them yeah. now. they're flying. So, it the is castle? possible to come back, it's possible to come back, and that's what Evan have got a hope for. Look at teams, like that and it's all. a lot
0: easier to come back whilst you're still in the Premier League because yeah. I mean, they had two years in the Championship, didn't they? So, I think yeah. we've got
1: a caveat with it though, is that. Them teams will want to play Everton as well. By the way, the likes of Fulham, Villa, Wolves. I'm not it, so it, sure. Yeah. I think they'll want to play Everton. Me personally, like I was on the outside looking so in. Sure. It, we must look like a bit of a mess, must me. we? must do. Well, you, yeah, I think we
0: are. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I never played in Birmingham when Sean Dice was manager, and thought it's going you know, just as a fan. I never thought oh, I'm going to enjoy
1: today. The Dice factor is a big one. Like you are know, right there. Like you
0: mm-hmm. know, you know that. If you're not on it in both boxes, set pieces wise, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, and well, like, like the way that Dice plays football, he wants them to get on. He doesn't want to do 25 passes around the back. He doesn't want them to launch it either. He just wants them to, the pass, if possible, always to be forward. It's just, well, that's it's football no we more... grew up
1: on, though, isn't it, Andy? That's what we want. That's what personally what yeah. I want to see.
0: Yeah, uh... Uh, and it's not launching it forward to a big man to knock it down and feed off the scraps. It's just getting the ball forward quickly and then try and do, do something special in the final third, which yeah, I'd much i. Twenty seven pass goal. Ooh, I'm not fussed, mate. The only thing that gets me excited is when the ball is the back of the net. But
1: well, Jay, That's can I shame. just go back on ourselves there for a minute? Cause right. Something's just popped in me, and it's like a big talking point today, and talking about touch ball and stuff. Harry Maguire. I know yeah. we thought he don't transfer him, but well. I, I, I forgot to put him on the list. I think I forgot oh, you to put, actually him have right. put him on the I? list. And I forgot no, but Harry, would you, you have <coughs> Harry Maguire? Because I think, he, I think he's just lost his way personally. I think there's a player there, me personally. I think, like, yeah, I think for the rest of the country, look at Harry Maguire. I think he's crap. Well, He's exceptional for England, same as Jordan Pickford. I think if you asked 99% of the rest of the population of Britain, what do you think of Jordan Pickford? They say he's shite. But we yeah, all know we he's not. Doing we all know he's not, don't we? But yeah. United fans will tell you that Maguire is shite, by the way. But I just think it's a sign and that makes... Not, take away all the financial stuff. I, I'd love Harry Maguire at Everton. What, what do you think of that?
2: I would, yeah. I think the worst thing that ever happened to Harry Maguire has become the Man United captain. And people might look and go, well, how's that happen? It's probably one of the most scrutinised positions in world football, the Manchester United captain. You know... You're constantly watched. You're stepping into such big shoes. You're on a list that have just got legend everywhere. So the poor lad's probably not wanted that. You know, he has wanted yeah. it, but he can't cope with it. So get him, strip him away with that. Bring him into Everton, strip him away, sit him down and go, just go and play football, lad. Forget about everything else. Forget about all, you know, what people are saying and all that. Just go and prove yourself and go and play football. And there's a player in there. That's the reason Manchester City will link with him. There's a reason that Man United paid 18 million quid for him. So get him back to the basics. Yeah. Basically, just get the kid back to basics.
1: I mean, I wouldn't like to see... I, I want to see Br- uh, Brantweight come into the team. But I think there's a competition for places. I think you could have Tarkovsky, Brantweight, hopefully Ben Godfrey can sort himself out, and then you'd have yeah. Harry Maguire. I don't think this stands very happen, by the way. But, Andy, what's your opinions on Harry Maguire to Everton? Is he yes or no? Just be honest. You,
0: yeah, no, so yeah, and, and echoing quite a bit what um, Jamie was saying, you know, becoming Man United captain, you got, as well, it was a big thing at the time as well where Liverpool were obviously wanting to take the next step and they went out and bought Virgil van Dijk and obviously yeah. he was, you know, until Pickford did his magic on him, he was a revelation. <laughs> he was yeah. brilliant for them. And, you know, United went and then got another left-footed, like, you know, ball-playing centre-half, if you will, but also, you know, one of big stature. And they courted Harry Maguire for, you know, best part of a year. They massively overpaid for him um, because Leicester, quite rightly, could ask whatever field they wanted to. But there was all that comparison with him coming into United and taking them from that level below to back to the top, like Van Dijk did. So we had all that pressure. But Liverpool were in a much better position to do that when Van Dijk went in than then Maguire did to United. And then a couple of mistakes and everyone couldn't wait to jump on him. I don't know whether it's because he's got a slightly big head or what, but there's just there's some people that uh, that social media and the press not too to far, it? ridicule and jump on. And he's been, been so harshly like criticised for his sake. And, then, you know, his confidence is shot when he's walking out for Manchester United. Uh, it's going to be even worse now. They've stripped him of the captaincy. So financials look tough to make it happen. You know, I would have to be prepared to lose a lot of money off him uh, on, on him prepared to pay a lot of money to pay him off. So he, his wages come down to what's affordable. But if all that happened and he was to sign forever and yeah, I'd, I'd you know, you get a fully fit and happy Harry Maguire enjoying this football. He's still a top centre-half for me.
1: Yeah. It seems like it's still a bit open season on Harry Maguire as well. You know, you've yeah. seen all the stuff with Delhi and all Totally different as childhood and stuff like that. But everyone's Harry Maguire seems fair game for everyone. And I think it's gone so yeah. far now. It's just yeah. It yeah. yeah you're right. I mean, I seen that where he, I don't know where they were in so on tour. You see him coming off and you know fans calling them names and that. And he's just he's just he's just walking back to the dressing room trying to get changed. He doesn't deserve that, you know what I mean? He's just, just he's yeah, he's got... We just kill these players. We just gotta just we just kill these players, don't we? Because they don't live up to our standards. It's just like it's not right. But yeah, right.
0: some get protected and some don't. Like, I mean, Steven Gerrard could do whatever he wanted off the pitch, and he was always protected by the media for whatever reason. Like Jordan Henderson's kind of—he's always had a bit stick, but been a bit protected for whatever reason. But now he's gone to Saudi Arabia; it's open season on him. Yeah, and you know, there's just certain players for whatever reason—it just—it seems like it's a fair game to be treated like that. And yeah, it's—it's it's not right. I, I
1: think, think Mag- it, so on, Yeah, sorry, I, I I just sort of connected the two of them, Maguire and Pickford together. It's just like fans from other clubs yeah. who just just wait to just can't wait to jump on them. It's just and the <laughs> press are waiting for them to make mistakes. as You know, going off topic. If Jordan Pickford makes a major mistake, it's get Adams Ram- Adam Ramsdale and go. Yeah. And yeah. Harry Maguire makes a mistake, oh. and it's how is he still getting a place for England? But. He's never letting well, me down, really. Never, but Jordan ever.
0: Pickford doesn't even have to make a mistake. They invent stuff. They talk about it as if yeah. Pickford for Everton, but that's not made. Probably not been at fault for a goal in about eighteen months. Do you know what I mean? No. And um, kept us up like, twice. But they but they make it sound like he's he, he he made you know a mistake two weeks ago and he made another one six weeks ago when he he hasn't. Um, so yeah, they just they just make stuff up to fit whatever agenda that they want to push forward and at that pff- particular time.
1: The yes yeah. from McGuire. for Maguire then to all three of us.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. 100 percent
1: Yeah. yeah 100%. Sorry, Jay, I just thought I just thought today. It's no, you're right. Want, it's something I wanted to talk about all day that Harry Maguire. Thing. No,
2: yeah, you're right, mate. To be honest, I I have got to, I've just looked at the your, your thing that you sent me and it was on Maguire. I just didn't oh, see his name. Sorry. Um yeah. But just to what we were saying about start of the season. Now, Andy, I, I don't know if you've listened to previous episodes. Thanks, by the way, if you have. When we do this thing. We used to have a we. We have a prediction, and it was heart and head. Now, obviously, I'm not going to do that with sport on Lisbon, but I, what I am going to do with though is the season. Now, I'm going to ask you one way you put your Everton blinkers on, and one way you take them off. What, what, what? Would you think is going to happen this season? What's your prediction for Everton this season? Heart or heads? <laughs> Either one. You start. Heart. Heart. Go on.
3: Heart. heart, heart. Go on.
2: Yes. Which still isn't over eight.
0: Is, I think the very best that we could achieve. And realistically, I think we'll finish 12th.
2: So you're 12th. That's it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Paul,
3: what would art you start is,
1: with? Art is a, uh, it get a really good start, get momentum behind us. As I say, you win four out of five, Shay. Mm-hmm. You had that Europa Conference League. With the manager we've got and the, the fan base, because there's no one better than the Evan fan base when we're all together and we're all pulling the yeah. right direction. It, it's quite, quite weird. weird sometimes, but if we have a good start and, you know, it's us against the world, let's have it. So, you know, we're conference head. That's it, similar, 12th, 11th, 12th. I don't think we'll be in a relegation battle. And I've said that on pod, I've said it in pods, I think we're in a relegation battle, but you strip it all back and you look at it if, objectively as a football fan, I just... I think the manager's too good to have us in a relegation battle. Happy days. You, what do you
2: think? My um, heart probably says, yeah, eighth to tenth, something like that. you purely get us out of it, get us in the top ten, let us, let us breed as a football club again. Um, And my head, go 15th. I know that's a bit lower than what you used, but I just think there's a grey cloud hanging over that we need to get rid of. I might be wrong, but we just
1: a couple it's of signings
2: great... and it might change. Might yeah. change.
1: The grey cloud is hopefully gone in a week.
3: Well, yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, uh, Andy, you know what? While, while you're on here, sorry, Jamie, I'm not. I don't mean to take over. Me. Just while gone. you're on here, what's your thoughts on Bill right, mate?
2: I let loose. By the way, don't hold back.
1: What you think? Because listen, there might be a lot of people who listen to us and go, God, all you go on about is Bill Kenwright. He's not the Antichrist like they make him out to be. So what's your opinion on Bill Kenwright?
0: No, I mean, he's held on to something for too long because he wanted to create his own legacy for uh, be the chairman that, you know, living as Bramley Moore or whatever it may be. And he's held on and held on to try and do that. Well, I've never understood why people would give a shit what their legacy is anyway, make like you dead, it doesn't matter, um, yeah. you know. Um, but the thing is, in, in 100 years' time, if he is the person who takes us to Bramley Moor, that'll be the footnote that gets talked about. They won't talk about, you know, whatever something's really thought about and, and expressed on social media and things like that. So that's what he's been holding on for. Um, I just... Yeah. I mean, I get why he's... The, I, I, I th- only defence I'd on, offer of him is, I get why was kept him on at this stage, because at the end of the day, we've got rid of everybody else, he needs somebody in there until MSP is formally concluded, which, touch wood, from what I can surmise, it's not anything in the know, just from reading lots of boring material, that that should probably be in place just after the Fulham game, so as we were talking about before, building momentum and, you know, you get a good result against Fulham, you make a couple of good signings, MSP, then take over, we've got a fully functionable board who actually know what they're doing, with real business people doing certain elements, real football people doing certain elements, and all of a sudden that cloud that Jamie quite rightly says is there is lifted and, you know, and then you, you can move forward, so hopefully all that like comes into place, but yeah, I mean, Bill Kenwright, he, he held onto to the club far too long and he should have gone before, a long time ago, but he certainly should have gone when he sold up to Mishiri and, you know. Um, yeah, you it's know, the whole headlock.
1: I've been... said on, sorry, in, in previous, it's the whole, I, I could give Bill, forgive Bill Kenwright for a lot. I've, I've always said to you that I don't particularly like the man, but I don't dislike him, but it was the headlock thing that, that yeah, that was Me over the edge. That was just the too letter. Too that, like, the letter yeah. was bad. And the it letter was, as well. Yeah, that was just like it was, uh, it was an,
0: yeah, it was, it was an embarrassment. Yeah, <laughs> it's an embarrassing thing to be leaked about Everton Football Club. Even if it was true, you, 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 you know, you're protecting your brand. But yeah. the fact that it was leaked and it was untrue is just, I mean, it's utterly bizarre. Like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, madness, but.
2: And did the it's thing sad. I think about that headlock gate, sorry, you know what, you've just said something there and it just brought a thought into my mind as well. Why didn't he? Now, that come out as that, um, the headlock gate come out and stuff like that, and it was against us, and it was obviously him. And if it wasn't him, why didn't he jump to our defense? Why if someone, he come out and yeah. say
1: it wasn't him, yeah.
2: Like, if someone, if an Evertonian was to do something, we'd all come up and there was no evidence of it. We as a fan base should go, you're lying, and, and support this lad. He had the perfect opportunity to come out say it. I don't know yeah. where that's come from, but don't ever speak about my fans like that. He'd have a lot yeah. of people in that moment yeah, doing yeah. that. But he never. So yeah. he obviously believed it, and he obviously let it happen, and he probably started it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the whole thing, just, yeah, it's shambolic. I mean, I, 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 fair play to Ian Wright, because... Like, he came out and obviously hadn't done his due diligence on the story and gave us a bit of a a, a kicking. Which, to be fair, if it was true, you could give yeah, our fans a it, bit yeah. of a kicking for that. Yeah, but, course, you know, right? when, when, he, when he did do his due diligence and he knew what was what, you know, he came out and spoke brilliantly. But why is a, a pundit who's been retired from the game 20 years, who's nothing to do with Everton Football Club, the one doing the defending of our fans? And like you say, why isn't our chairman coming out and doing that?
2: Yeah, he's, uh, he's
1: not our chairman anymore, is he? Chairman Bill? Well, not for he's
2: much not longer. He's chairman. So. He's Everton's chairman, but he's not ours, is he? Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, all right. You know what? I'm going to ask you this, Paul, before I move on.
1: Does he sit in the crowd on Fulham? Oh, I mate, mean, I think it's. I don't know. Listen, that that's a, that's a question and a half. I don't think I don't think he can. I just don't think he can. It's just uh, we need all answers to the pump to get points on that as it currently stands as it stands right now we're in a relegation battle because we just about stayed up so we're the 17th best team or worst team whatever way you want to look at it so I just think no I think like Andy's saying hopefully it's all sorted by the end of Fulham maybe goes on another week to Aston Villa but I think um, the end is coming now and I can't wait to read the letter off and It'll be Oscar Worthy, you know, come <laughs> on and do some mad interview on Sky Sport and yeah. we'll all end up crying, Please don't go, Bill. Please stay, we're sorry think... and and then we'll all be sad then. But no, it's I'm sure from... now, I would say it's gone on too long, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I'm sure from what I was reading, I I don't know why. And this is again, this is just my summation, but I think thirteenth of August is the magic day. that's is what it? i figured out. That's what I figured out somehow in my head. Don't ask me how. But yeah, like <laughs>
2: Touch words, you know something, funny. Andy, that we don't know.
0: <laughs> um, no, I'm just really boring, mate, and I read like yeah, just. No, so no. I could be wrong, but that's just my that's just my estimation. But no, I, I'm no I Think the there's no, something, mate. isn't that?
1: Isn't there something on the stadium account saying announcement in ten days or something? Could be wrong there. One of the
0: things, yeah, there's mm-hmm. something else I read a while ago that was about it was going to be seven weeks, and that's the date that it all it lands, lands on. But yeah, you, we'll be you've back. got. You've got a wool on your podcast, mate, but not on in the know. So I'm no bubble, <laughs> mate. That's <just> yeah. <laughs>
2: so we'll be back on the 13th of August to all absolutely tear Andy a new one or <laughs> shake him or yeah. pat him on the yeah. back. So, yeah, no, but if you, does anyone want to talk about anything else, this in the season starts. Yeah, soon. I just
1: um, not Everton related Premier no, League I, predictions.
2: Yeah, well, I was going to come on to that, but I didn't oh, that on, Andy me. you wanted to speak about anything, maybe. That you've talked about through the week, or you told you know what? When I get on, I'm gonna, I want to speak about shit and something.
0: No, I t- what I'd love to do, like not not today, guys, but if you ever fancy doing it one day, I'd love to do a podcast and just talk about the journey of Everton under Mishiri and also how different it could have been because when he came in, he wanted Munchie and Emery, didn't he from Sevilla. That yeah. was that was his number one plan, and he thought he could throw money at him and they would they would walk to Everton. And unfortunately didn't, so then we hashed together a PE teacher from Chorley, Steve Walsh, (laughs) ending up as managing director. Now, I still, I've not talked about this enough, I don't know why I've got loads of episodes I talk about all the time, is Steve Walsh was known for scouting gems, Riyadh Mahrez, 600,000, Jamie Vardy, a million quid, Uh, Kante, five million quid, so... Why did we give him the position of going and buying 25, 30 million pound footballers when his whole talent base was finding jewels? And what he tried to do was he tried to build Leicester 2.0. Now, he didn't need a Vardy because we had all the Kaku, but we needed a Kante, so he we went and got Garner Gay, who had the second best stats behind Kante in that. He wanted a Maverick winger. He tried to go and get Arnaut from Stoke, you know, the equivalent of Mahrez from Leicester. That didn't work, so he went and bought Yannick Bellassi. He wanted a leader of men's centre half like Wes Morgan, so he went and bought Williams, and he just tried to rebuild what had happened at Leicester. And that's not how that's not how football works. But yet, some millionaire gave a PE teacher from Chorley the chance to go and make that dream happen, and it just baffles me. And I'd love it's to do like a that, full.
1: It? It, it's mm-hmm. fighting when you when you say it like that. It's actually scary that. I'd love to just do
0: a pod on it, like just talk about it and get other people's point of view of and their perceptions of. Basically what the last eight years has been like since he uh, he came in.
1: Yes, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. If, if MSP come in and I think that's basically a new era for Everton then Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, def- good, we'll, we'll definitely do that as a podcast. Yeah, we'll good idea. Yeah.
2: We'll get it we'll put the show together if anyone, yeah. if anyone's listening that thinks they've got something that they want to say about as well, come and join us on that one. Yeah. Um we'll let you know when it's about to go up and obviously you can join us on that. Uh Paul, anything else before we move on to the last little bit?
1: No me to just just hope and pray that we get a good start to the season and we get the players that we need we st- still got a lot of work the, the, uh, the squad still needs a lot of fixing and yeah. let's hope we can get it done I can feel things moving now people will say "Oh, we'll probably be sitting here next week and we haven't signed anyone but I, I can sort of feel <laughs> things moving moving in the background now I think that there's actually things going on so just for me with a little bit of hope like I have to be honest
2: yeah well you've got to haven't you mate start of the season you've got to have that hope otherwise what's the point <laughs> Genuinely the
1: one for kills you, mate. Yeah.
2: Um. But so we'll move on to the last little bit. Um. Uh, something that's not Everton related, but it could be as well. Something that we've waited to do <coughs> a week before the season because you know clubs sign players, clubs let players go, so it's always hard to sort of get a proper gauge on it. Um. Uh, and I'll start with you. I'm gonna go your top four and your bottom three of the next Premier League season. You can include Everton if you want in mm-hmm. to the top four. <laughs> uh, You know you don't have to. So yeah, so I'm gonna go. I can't see past City winning it. Good lad. Uh, I think you're not allowed to say they win it. By the way, that is one of rules They're not allowed to win. (laughs) Okay, don't worry about that,
0: mate. I don't even think they'll get top four, and that's that's not even being bitter. I just think I think the balance of their squads off. But yeah, so City. I, I still think Arsenal will probably finish second again. United, I think they'll continue to slowly improve under Ten Hag. Mm -hmm. Um, And fourth, as much as it pains me to say it, I think it'll be Newcastle again. Even though I can't stand them, but it's just, yeah, I I think Chelsea. I I think Pochettino's got a huge job on there, like trying to sort all that mess out. Uh, I think Liverpool squad's really not balanced right from the side players that have gone. Like, I think they needed more. Terms of box to box and um, defensive midfielders, and they kind of let a couple go and bought more forward-thinking players in. Um, Yeah, I, you know, I'd I'd love a team like Brighton to, you know, instead of being someone who people think are great and then you know fall off and finish safe, I'd love them to. But I think that'll be it. And then going down, I think it'll be
3: Luton, Sheffield United, and. I'm gonna go Crystal
1: Palace. Oh. Wow. Yeah, they're getting so, picked yeah. Off. they're getting picked off at the moment, aren't they, Palace? That the could gone, be... Isn't isn't Alisa 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 going they... to Who's he linked with a massive City? City City, yeah. Chelsea City, yeah.
0: Um, Chelsea,
2: yeah. Um
0: yeah. I just um, yeah, I just think I don't know, just this sneaky feeling it's gonna be a year too far for Roy Hodgson as well. So yeah, we we'll, oh.
2: We'll That's see, a, a Madeline, yeah. These predictions are here to make us look stupid. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are. They definitely are. Uh Paul, we've started, we can start either way, maybe bottom three or top four.
1: Yeah, Everton win the league, obviously. No, um Yeah,
2: number one. City, City I believe Andy see. never said that, by the way.
1: Can't see past City. You're not gonna like this. I think the shout will finish second. Yeah. I think they'll come back to stronger this year. I think they'll be back on the clock juice. Um tailors really <laughs> really are coming back. Yeah, I think they've had a year off that. I just are we going to go on to who we think is going to be top scorer or I can just mention them now because that's the reason Yeah, I
2: yeah, we're, we're going, to... going
1: to go Yeah, we'll get yeah okay well, th- Third, I'll go Arsenal and fourth, I'll go Man United and I will for relegation I will go Luton Sheffield United and Wolves I think Wolves are in a Walsh. lot of trouble I think they're, they're in a they're, their chairman come up yesterday and said they can't spend any money
2: That'll tell you my leave my
1: thing Well, so I think Wolves Yeah, I think Wolves are in you, sorry Lopatengi, or, Tenghi, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think they're in double walls. So I could see them going down. Yeah, you?
2: Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think top four. I probably, you can't see past City. I think it's that a monster, Auntie. Um, yeah, the others will probably get second. Arsenal third, and probably Manchester fourth. Yeah, um, if anyone could probably sneak in it. It's a step too far for Chelsea. No European football. I think he you can't the manager.
1: this season. I do. By the way. Yeah, I do. I've got a feeling. I, maybe it's more hope than a feeling. But I just... Yeah. I think they'll, it'll finally catch up with them this season. I don't think they can go on a mad spending spree that they thought they were going to be able to go on. Nah, and they're going to be no. so focused
2: on them Champions League games, mate. It's going to be... They're, they're,
1: they're, they're about four years at the schedule anyway.
2: Yeah, they are. And they've yeah. done well to do it. Yeah, screw it. Yeah.
1: Um, Sorry, mate. Who's your relegation. Sorry. I've been no, talking
2: no. to you a few times tonight, sorry. No, don't worry about what <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, bottom three. Now, I did have Luton, Sheffield United and Bournemouth. Okay. Uh, just purely Bournemouth dropped off a lot last season. I don't know if people go, well, they were safe. They done well to stay up. They got a few mad results that kept them up. Chelsea beating Chelsea away and all stuff like that. I just think it might be... They haven't really signed anyone of note. So, yeah, Bournemouth. They've yeah, lost that best best player as well. I think went to Crystal Palace. So, yeah.
1: Jefferson Lehmann, oh, yeah, for Oh yeah,
0: yeah. He was a he was a good player, but by the looks a bit they're buying. that um that Scott they're getting from Bristol City. I'm
2: a huge fan. Um,
0: the lad
1: we were willing yeah. to That Usara looks good. Thought he was good. to Goodison some last day as well. He had a good game.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, but as just as Andy said, the here to make us look stupid. Bournemouth, uh, Luton will probably finish sixth or something now. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, oh, I'll oh, see. Luke Luke win two, Luke, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Luton only win two games all season. You'll know it will be against. Oh, yeah, the double eddy, <laughs> yeah,
2: of course. Yeah. But yeah. One, we'll, I like, I
0: like your optimism, Paul.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I'll get. There's another two predictions that I just want you to make. Um, that is, it's top goals, goalscorer and it's surprises the season as well. Okay. So a team that you think, wow, how did that happen? Maybe in that, like a Newcastle happened last season, no one predicted them to finish in the top four. Um, and Leicester going down was a bit of a shock as well. So, yeah, yeah just I, I Paul, I'll start with you, your leading goal scorer,
1: and
2: <sighs> you're your shock at the season.
1: You're not going to like it. we am going to say leading goal scorer, but I think he'll be. And please, I hope this comes back to get me. I think Darwin Nunes will just bag loads of goals next season, mate. I think he'll just, I think he just won't be able to stop, honestly. So, I'm going to say Darwin Nunes.
0: At the end of this pod, Paul, can I get the number for your dealer, mate? Because I want someone else that stuff. Mate. <laughs> Sounds great.
1: <laughs> I, just think, I, I just think he's going to score. Honestly, I really do. I think he'll score loads. I think he was, de- he, he was ridiculed last year. Listen, that's not a little poor pod. I don't really want to talk about him. But he was there de- to miss the chances. He was just ballooning everyone. But I think yeah. they'll eventually start going in, me personally. So, yeah, let's yeah. move on from that one. Surprise package of the season. Brentford. In what way? I just think they, they've got a good manager on. They just progressively keep getting better and better. I know Tony's he's out until January, but I just think they've got it boxed off them. Brexit? Yeah. Brexit? Brexit? <laughs> Brentford? <laughs> Brentford. Okay, yeah, I'll go for Brentford. That's well, the next step package. for them
2: is Europe, isn't it? So yeah. that'll be it. That'll be their next step. Uh, Andy, yeah? And just so you don't follow in the same wheels as Paul, don't <laughs> like yeah. to mention the shite. <laughs> um,
0: well, I'm anyway. going to put my uh, top goal scorer and surprise of the season together. And uh, predict Erling Haaland. I know as a brave shark, <laughs> but he's got a chance. I
2: don't know, you know, he was a bit oh, poor last season. Football.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think if he stays fit, I don't think anyone's getting close to him for top goal As Boring, a, a prediction as it is. Um, man, my surprise of the season. I'm actually gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go for West Ham because I way. think losing Declan Rice. There's all kinds of arguments with the transfer window at the moment. Players apparently unhappy. I think people are expecting them to struggle, but I think this is this is the situation where David Moyes thrives yeah. when people expect nothing of him. So, yeah. So I'm going to go West Ham just to finish comfortably in the top ten. But I think after losing Declan Rice, after I know they won like the Johnson's Pay European Trophy, whatever it was <laughs> last season, but. Um, People expect them to struggle. I think they'll finish comfortably in the top
1: ten. I think they've got that monkey off the back now though, with, this, with that trophy because it, it seems isn't? like it, it is it, unbelievably it is class as a major trophy. I don't know how, but it is. Um, I mean, I'm
0: not knocking in the sense. No, I no, but a, I, 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 agree, I, I agree. I agree. T- yeah, I
1: totally but, agree with what you're saying. It is sort of like a Mickey Mouse version of the Europa League, but it goes on your honours list, doesn't it? As like a major honour. So I think that monkey's off the back. I think West Ham, Tottenham and Everton have got this thing with the family. They're desperate to win something. Yeah. They've got that out of their way now. So they're a little bit free, do you know what I mean?
0: I've got a 7 aside lead trophy that was added to win from that though, mate. So it's <laughs> yeah. uh, But you, and, and mate, if Everton won it, I'd be on the piss for three days still. But I wouldn't go around saying we're European champions like a yeah. lot of them are, right? No, yeah, I mean, I've seen that, though. I think Villarreal win that the season, by um, the way. The conference, yeah. Yeah, well... I've got a chance,
1: hundred percent.
2: Well, to be fair, mate, we've actually got we've got something in the office where we broke down on the whiteboard, and I did actually have Darwin Nunes.
1: Did you? Yeah, and when it's you said like, it oh, I then, hope that, I comes thought back to get me that. I hope that's yeah. one of the worst predictions ever. By the way, when you said
2: that, I thought wow, but I can't see Pastel and Haaland. I, I think that I think it's just being out the box, isn't it? Because you you. You try not to think of Erling Haaland. So you're thinking who's the next best one, but or the next one you can think of. Um, But Erling Haaland, he just people might think, oh, well, people will suss him out. He won't, because what they'll do is find another way of getting them to score goals. Yeah. So City will just find a complete other way to get that man involved <laughs> and just baffle teams with him. Um, do not think he
1: has a weakness? Does he, mate? When you think about no. it, does he have a weakness? No, he, it with he both gets feet better strong. all the time. He's, He's good in the air. He's fast. Just, think uh, as well,
2: you've got to remember that was his first season in the Prem and his first yeah. under Pep. Imagine what happens when he's got a second season and he's adapted mm-hmm. to the speed of it. Now people might go, well, he's already adapted, has he? Or is he just that good? Mm. You know, I'd he- be interested to see how Kunku goes at Chelsea, though.
1: He's in my fantasy football team in, in Uncuncu.
2: Yeah, which Andy, I don't know whether you are, but you would have to get in our league. Um, yeah, we we'll will no, we'll no. put the code on Instagram and the, the Twitter it is on there still so if people get yourselves in there uh, surprise package of the season now I'm going to say Topham if they can keep Harry Kane I just think Son was a bit poor last season but he was playing under the, he was playing under managers yeah. that were just defensive this uh, Ange I'm going to say <laughs> he he uh,
1: What's the Coglu? Uh,
2: don't even, don't to hear you. Um, <laughs> he, he plays attacking football. He's expansive. I think that'll suit Tottenham. I think that'll suit, if they keep Kane, I think it'll suit Richarlison. I think it'll suit Son. It'll suit a few of them. They've got the likes of Harry Winks as well. Players that were sort of slowing them down. So maybe Tottenham would be a surprise package and we'll be able to get uh, Arm again. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm them. a big
0: fan of uh, ben Taker as well for Tottenham. I thought he got injured yeah. towards the end of last season, but I thought he was really showing signs of he would adapted to the Premier League and was looking classy. And that Postacoglu or whatever he's called, he seems like a thoroughly decent chap as well. So you want you there's something about him. I want to see him do well.
1: Yeah, he loves an argument. Him. Have you seen the videos of him arguing with the press when he was at Celtic? And he was in. I think he managed the Australian national team. Or... He did, yeah. Yeah. He's just constantly arguing. Someone will say something, like a, a journalist will say something about him in the paper, and he just pulls them <laughs> up about right, it straight away. He's just, I like he it. just doesn't all back. Like. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah.
0: it. Listen, he doesn't start an argument because he's being a stroppy dickhead like Jurgen Klopp is. He picks an argument when people write shit right, and come he just doesn't him, yeah, let yeah. get away with it. Yeah. So, fair play to him. He's not kicking off about something inconsequential. He's, he goes back when something's unjust. And yeah, he's someone I'd
3: happily seen managing Everton. But...
1: I did, sorry, question, yeah, for yeah, question for you. Sorry, mate, I don't know we going on a bit here, but no. did you see Richarlison's TikTok? I'm so lonely. Like, is that real? How, how would you yeah. feel about that if you were a Spurs fan? Because, you know, if one I of disagree. our players, Anna Wobbe or oh. something, was making Arsenal videos, you, you'd just want him out, wouldn't you? got that was...
2: song as well, by the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not You're seeing not... it, but I saw... You're not seeing it? I
2: saw... It? No, I, saw I, I saw the reaction
0: to it. I saw a lot of people tweeting <laughs> Paul Benjamin Stanley saying, Tell me it's happening, and he was like, No, <laughs> but um, I know he, he put something on, but I'm not seeing it.
1: Yeah, it's that song Lonely, isn't it? is its it Akon? Is it? It's yeah, yeah, and he's just him doing keep ups in and against the Man United. United again, and you're like, yeah. mm, What's going on there? Well, just uh, if I was a Tottenham fan, I'd be fuming about that personally, like, but
2: yeah. I'm
1: not a Tottenham fan, I'm bringing Richie home, that'll do for me 100%.
2: Yeah. But, sorry, I, had, I did have two surprise packages, and um, i am being greedy. yeah. But the, oh, the, the next one's Brighton. I think he can give a top four shows a real go. I think if anyone's going to upset it, it'll be them.
1: But Evan Fergis, Yeah, that, he's mm, could
3: yeah be Evan Fagg's, mate. Baller. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm really, really... I don't know why I just said
0: the word baller. I hate it when people do. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. In...
1: Yeah, I think he's 120%. Kane's replacement, him. <laughs> and albeit if Tottenham ever sold Kane, that's indeed yeah
2: Shout that.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I, I think... Brighton, I want big, big money for him, and rightly so. Like he's a, I yeah, I, I think he's he's got the world at his feet. That way.
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. we forgetting not forget that Dominic Calvert-Lewin's gonna be on sitting on thirty goals before Christmas, aren't we? So, yeah. Well, look, we weren't kind of mentioning you know, Everton,
2: yeah. maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't mentioning Everton, but no. Listen, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks very much, you for joining me, Andy. Lovely to meet you. Really? Me. Uh, yeah. You know I'm, I'm, Yeah, thanks very much for coming on. Um, you know, obviously throughout the season, you'd be on more and you'd be a lot less smiley and you'd be wanting to (laughs) shout at Paul because he's being
3: positive.
0: I I, I, always shout at Paul, mate. I had an heart attack when he said we were going to get four wins out the first five games. I was like, who is this fellow? And what's he done with Paul?
1: (laughs) I'm telling you. I'll be be sat here bereft by the end of September. Just wait. Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, But no, honestly, thanks very much you two for joining me and Listen,
1: up the toughies. Yeah, up the toughies. Oh, up the fucking toughies. There you go. Sports Social Podcast Network.